Howdy guys, Editor Conway here. I'm back, hello. So bad news, there's not really gonna be any video for this episode because once we got done filming, we realized that my side of the video was so blurry, you couldn't even see. Sony's was a little off too, and we don't know why it happened. We made sure all of our stuff was working and I guess it just didn't input correctly or some bullshit, I don't know. But anyways, enjoy this episode with just audio only, and we'll see you next week with a better video quality. We will do better, I promise. We'll do better. Okay, enjoy the episode. And here's to the beginning. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> Why, Johnny Ringo. Hello, I'm Johnny K. I know exactly what I'm doing, and I can change it at any time. I'm your huckleberry. And out loose and running came the whisper from each lip, and he's here to do some business with Incoming the Rambling Podcast, with your hosts, Conway Titty and Stoney Robbins. Hi everybody, welcome back to the fucking Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, Stoney Robbins. Hi, I'm Conway Titty, and that was so very aggressive. Only the most aggressive for you guys. <laughs> that was so aggressive for no reason. I feel bad for the people who are listening with like their ear pods in and they're sitting there. Oh, don't like, worry. I'm sure you'll put a little, like, yeah. a little audio warning. No. No? Okay, I, fuck them. They can't even, they can't even, what am I supposed to say? Audio warning for the people who aren't yeah. watching? Editor Conway comes in. Oh, I was supposed to say every every time you're really loud. Everyone turn your, your volume down. By Stoney's like, starting this by episode. By seven, so. please. <laughs> so, how's your day going? Uh, it's going. It's one of those days. Yeah. It's just one of those days <laughs> where everything sucks and you just want to fuck. Oh, yeah? Is that the lyrics? No. <laughs> no. No. Um, well, we're comfy today. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, sweatpants and a long tee and... Squishmallows. Oh, yeah, we're both wearing house shoes. Ha <laughs> ha. No toes for you guys. You get only only shoed foot content. Only the cool people have Squishmallow slippers. And yes, they're cows. And yes, they're Squishmallows. And yes, you can find them. These are kid sizes. Okay, so these are a size... A kid size, like, four or something like this, but they're actually an adult six to seven. So there's your little hack because they do not sell them in adult sizes. Squishmallow cow slippers. Which is why I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, they had they had a they had like cows and then like uh, a bear or something and then like really just like I think like baby shark looking slippers. I mean, I fuck with some baby shark. They're ones. not your size. I They're know. Like I'm just saying, God, if I they made adult ones, up. I would a hundred percent rock those. And uh, I miss my monster feet. What happened to those? They're still in your room. Are they? Yeah, in your closet, in the very back of your oh. closet. <laughs> Why am I not wearing those? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're cozy today. Uh, chilling, relaxing, I guess, in a sense. Chill. It's just one of those days, you know, where you just want to sit. And I got a breeze of fall. It was like, you know. Oh, yeah, this morning was really it was nice. 50, 50 degrees it was like in the 55, morning. I think, when I left. We have a nice little apple pumpkin candle lighting right now. I felt cozy. I got some it's nice It's fall, y'all. In my little anything is possible mug, I'm comfy. I'm cozy. Yeah, I'm just drinking some some Raz Cranberry Lacroix. Lacroix. 
But uh, yeah, if we're very like, eh, it's just because we're like a little exhausted. I'm tired. I'm very <laughs> tired. I just got home from the gym and I'm very tired, but we're doing this for you guys. Either exhausted or just cozy. I was going to say just cozy because when you get in that nice little environment, you're just like, hmm, just mm, don't want to move. So it's one of those days I just want to put on a nice big sweater and Hold a cup of warm tea and just not drink it. White mm. uh, white girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were uh, talking earlier about our shitty nail polish. Oh yeah, it. half a, of mine are all fucked. A clip of that I earlier. I painted mine a like what Friday night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they lasted all of about two hours, Fucking and then jail, they started guys. chipping. And now, for whatever reason, the only two that are still really remaining are. This one thumb that has a massive streak through the middle, and then these two pinkies. That's it. That's all I got. So, if you guys listened to last week's episode, was it episode number two? We're on number three. Yeah, this, this is episode number three. Number three. Third week in. Uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> We're still recording shit. <laughs> We're still doing it for people. Um, last week's episode, we really kind of talked about um, the interwebs. Yeah, and more specific. The weird shit in the early 2000s and kind of just 2000s internet. Sure, it's not post-2012. Yeah, not post-2012. Not post <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realized that while I was editing, I fucked up. I was like, man, I can't say words sometimes. I can't talk sometimes. I say weird things. Like, I say words differently. Yeah. And I stutter a shit ton. And, like, my brain, brain I don't know do why. <laughs> brain does not compute. At all. But last week we talked about the interwebs, and you guys seemed to really like that one, and the, uh, mainly the, like, atmosphere of what we were talking about. Not necessarily, like, the specific games, yeah. but how people were relating to the weirdness, yeah. and the kind of things of, like, wow, we did that as kids, that's... <laughs> we all lived the same fucking life. But yeah, exactly, exactly. Haven't had an original thought ever. That's what it seems like. It seems yeah. like we're all just one little... One human. We are arms. all dogs in God's hot car. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So with the third episode, we've once again went through our list of topics that I've had for over a year, and the things that you guys have suggested and asked us to talk about. And really, um, it was kind of hard to. This, I feel like this is kind of the hard part of the podcast. It's like we kind of did the first two of what we really wanted to talk about. And now we're having to go through the list of like, not really necessarily things we don't want to talk about, but like, what do we want to do first? Yeah, You know, like that's the hard part I feel. It's very hard to decide because like, there's so much shit that we want to talk about specifically, like even just things that happen to us or involving our lives or what have you. I feel like there's a lot of it and we just can't necessarily put our finger on which, which topic first. And that's like the hardest thing Specifically because we have a fuck ton of topics. I wouldn't even say ideas. that, but also agreeing on because like when, when you could we could t say oh we're gonna do this topic, you know, on a Monday or whatever, and yeah. then like by the time it's time to film days later or whatever, we're like I don't really want to talk about that time, right? Yeah. You know, like it, it kind of depends on our mood. It depends on our um, vibe of what we want to feel like talking about. If we can, you know, kind of make it funny or if it's. 
Yeah, I would say we're, we're trying not to do stuff that's like hot topics or things that people want to hear right now yeah, in a sense of like what's going on in the world. I feel like that's what every podcast does. And I mean, you know, some podcasts have like a traditional format where they try to have like, I guess, a set idea or feel to a certain episode. Whereas the way that we do is very, very loose and freeform. Yeah, which um, is lovely because like, it does give us... We might have us... a topic that we have an idea about, and then we just kind of go. We ramble. I mean, that's kind of why it's called the Rambling Podcast, because neither of us are very good at thinking, and we just kind of go. We just go, and we ramble. And it's nice to give us that, like you said, freedom or space to be able to decide what we feel like doing today. Because like mm-hmm. I said, today's a very, like, meh day. Yeah, so it... I'm not feeling, you know, like, I'm not feeling personally the, like, funniest right now. So why would I want to talk about something that's, like... Super funny. Like, where you have, you feel like you have to, not force necessarily, it. like, yeah, like, you force the jokes or something that is genuinely, like, happy or funny or, you know what I mean? Like, it, it makes it harder not to fake through that, but to just sit there and be like, man, those jokes weren't really landing or right. you're just like, ugh, well, it, yeah, that's, that's kind of a dumb joke or, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, when we go through our list, that's kind of what we focus on mainly is... Do we feel like this is what we want to talk about today? And is that a good energy for us to talk about also? Because like I said, there is days where it's like, oh, this topic will be so great. And then that the day comes to film and we're like, man, I'm not really feeling that. We'll save that for another episode. And then we pick something else. And that's kind of what happened, I think, with today's episode well, topic yeah, for mean, sure. Kind of, Kind of to break the fourth wall in the illusion here. It's a Monday, guys. It's a fucking Got Monday. a case of the Mondays. And I think it's a perfect... For, uh, for us, when we're filming, it is Monday. Yeah. Um, I think this this topic is a perfect topic, speaking of the Mondays. Yeah. Um, so, really episode is. three's topic, we're going to talk about jobs. And I think that's, uh, like I said, a great topic, since I'm feeling meh. You're just, like, exhausted. It yeah. is a Monday for us, so I'm filming. It's one of those things that's like, wow, this, this topic really kind of goes hand in hand with what we're feeling, as well as, you know... Um, the past experiences and everything that we're going to talk about with this job topic. And um, I think it's nice because I've had plenty of jobs in my life. Yeah, yeah, I've had quite a few. And I know people will relate to the people that either have had similar jobs in this industry or have maybe, like, the people that have mainly had one job most of their entire lives or, like, never really had to have a job. I feel like this episode might be a little harder for those people to relate to. Well, yeah, I mean, but honestly, it's just because, I mean, realistically, with us specifically, everything is situational. Very And if you've never, if if you're on your first job still, or you just recently got out into the workforce, or if you're lucky enough to never have had to have a job until a post-COVID world... I applaud you. Good job. Yeah, because so it of must these... have been fun <laughs> as fuck. Because I have been working since I was fourteen. And some of these stories that we're gonna tell, there's gonna be people who be like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad I never had to experience that." In a sense of like, that's what like, for example, like the service industry is like. You're gonna be yeah. like, "That's what that's like." It's like, yeah, that's that's how it is and what it's Spoiler, like. And it's fucking gross. <laughs> it, it's gonna yeah. We're gonna get into a bunch of our different jobs, things that we've experienced, stories, the good, the bad. You know, and the ugly. And the ugly of it. But we'll tell some funny jokes and some good parts about it. But I think this job is the, the nice right. Cozy. I think it's the right vibe 
for to like I think this how energy of how what we're feeling is perfect for uh, today's topic. So I'll start off with obviously you guys know what our current job is and what we do for a living. This no secrets there. The podcast that we're doing right now, Raven Podcast, is considered a hobby in a sense because we don't we don't make money off of this. It's mainly <laughs> just for fun. You idiots just want to hear us talk. It's just a fun project for Stony and I, so I don't really consider it a, a job right. at the moment. Yet there's like all the stipulations. It's more of like an internship where you're like getting all the experience and you're doing something that is a job, but not getting paid for but it at all. So we're just interns for our own little podcast. We're working for free to spew our shit into the universe. But here's the good part about it is uh, having the ability to be able to have the hobby to, to do it and present it out to you guys. Because if you would have, you know, asked me even just a few years ago, um, there was no way I had time to do all this yeah, or I mean, like do yeah. some of the stuff that I even am able to do. So I am grateful for all the experiences that I have sh had that are very shitty and we'll get to those. To be able to put me in a position where I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. Like, I'm so glad I'm not stressed out of my mind working all day trying to figure out what the next step is in a sense, you know? And, and being a student at the same time, too. Yeah, yeah, which we'll, we'll touch on, we'll touch on, like, being in school and having a job and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, to open it, uh, what was, what was your first job? If you want to tell, tell the people, like... The very like first one where you got paid by a company. Yeah. It wasn't like um, a, it wasn't family like a family member. Like, yeah. You weren't like mowing lawns at like, you know, yeah. twelve or whatever. Like yeah. a yeah, you got from like a company. What was I was what was your first job? I was fourteen and I think yeah, I was fourteen and the first like actual like like you said, paying job that I had a check, you know, I went to a, my own bank account, all that jazz. Um I believe I started washing dishes at a restaurant. Oh, like a busboy. Not in a, a no, sense. No, no, well, not a busboy because it wasn't like a, a sit-down restaurant in a sense. Well, yeah. It was it was more on the fast food side. Um, but I started mainly because it wasn't necessarily because that let's see at that age you can work but you were like seriously limited on the amount of yeah work and you were only in the positions that weren't. That weren't employee paying. harm, yeah. no employee like hazardous, if that makes sense. Like, well, you yeah, the liability. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, were like, I wasn't, to... I wasn't slicing stuff. I wasn't using knives, anything you like that. You were just that. washing. I was dishes. basically just washing dishes, and I would mop and stock the back inventory and stuff like that. Like yeah. it was pretty, pretty chill. I mean, I at worked... like twelve hours a week or so, you know something, yeah, something started, limited for sure. It started, I want to say, spring break. I think, I, I think that's whenever it first started because mm -hmm. I had like that you know full two week or week whatever it was I don't remember um block of time and I was like I kind of want some money I'm not doing anything I'm not going anywhere so a family friend was like hey I own this place blah 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 would you like to come work and I was like sure I mean because I was like I obviously at the time I didn't realize I was getting paid like pennies on the fucking dollar yeah because i was you know but you, to you at that age you're like oh my god i'm so rich because you well, you're yeah. like have oh, like oh my god yeah you're I, that twenty dollars <laughs> to you was like a thousand dollars at the right. time it, like in our mindsets and i wish it was still like that thing oh, we, we believe like oh my god twenty dollars i'm so rich i mean i try to have that mindset That'll but like us. in this economy guys <laughs> yeah twenty dollars <laughs> nowadays will get each of us something at a fast food restaurant and that's if you're lucky much it. and that's 
You know, if you're not getting anything crazy. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like $20 for people, it, it just all depends on your circumstances. That's true. But thinking of your 14-year-old self, like you thought that was like a, a yeah, thousand dollars. You're like, oh my God, this is so much money. Like, I think for that crazy. full two-week period, he paid me like $300. So... Which even then you're like, I have so much money to buy so many blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think... So do you remember what you spent your first um, like, paycheck I, okay, on so... at that time? Given that I was 14, I'm 90% mm -hmm. sure most of it went to, like, a sporting store, and I bought, like, Nike right. socks. Yep. <laughs> and fucking, like, gym shorts. Yep. And, you know, just... Sounds about right. Things that, uh, things that I couldn't have because, like, my parents wouldn't buy them because, you know, I grew up in a household where you're not getting name brand stuff because it's, like, you're, you only want it because of the name. I mean, obviously, as an adult now, I know that, duh, yeah, because every other kid who, you know, could go and get all that stuff and their parents would buy them all the new stuff all the time. Yeah, you know, whenever you're showing up wearing some, Did you have to do some the... champion and and one shorts, you kind of feel but some But hey, type of back then, listen, you just said champion and and one. Nowadays, now they're hype beast brands. Neither are like expensive in a sense, expensive. You know, yeah, champion is doing all these collabs with all these But it blows my mind because like you would get brutally made fun of in school yeah. for wearing and ones or yeah. champions or anything that was like Wal considered Walmart yeah, brand. Walmart brands. Yeah, awful. I mean, I remember the first time, like, the first real kind of, like, weird bullying experience where I was like, what the fuck, why? I remember my mom, I think, or someone, I don't remember who necessarily did it, but someone bought me some bootleg, like, knockoff Nike socks, like, they weren't real, and I think the swoosh was backwards. Yeah, and then everyone's like, oh my god. Yeah, and I got ridiculed for it hard, and so eventually I kind of grew out of that, got to the point where I was like, I just don't fucking care. At least she didn't buy Hanes pack of, like, 12-pack white socks, yeah. and then Sharpie the Nike yeah. logo on I knew it a lot to of fit people, in. I knew a lot of people <laughs> that did that. Um, I started to, but then, like, I... I kind of had that thought as I was doing because I know like, I've so I know I've yeah. done it before and I was like sitting there drawing the little logo and I like stopped and looked at it. obviously the logo looked like shit but looking at it, looking back and I was like damn why am I doing this and then so I just you know gave it up and threw the socks away because they had fucking sharpie all over them yeah but or, I, or they but, just wash off in the wash machine yeah, anyways yeah but back, back to the back to the jobs I ended up staying at that job from like fourteen to eighteen. Not bad. Like, so did you did you kind of work your way up? I did. In, in I the did. Uh, in once sense? my thing was like once I I think I was like fifteen and a half mm -hmm. or something like that. Whenever I could drive, um, that's when I got to the point where I could you know work full time and all that. And he started actually paying me. And so whenever he started paying me, I started you know slowly saving up this that and the other. Um, but then I got to a point where all I was doing was <laughs> spending all my money on either food. Dumb shit like Nike socks, or um, I would save up certain amounts and then I would go buy school clothes. Like I'd go to the Vans outlet and stuff like that. And what was that period of working? You know, your way up in kind of the same company, oh, like the same, like the same environment for like four years. As, yeah, okay. I mean, like it throughout you know high school and like yeah. starting there as like I didn't so, barely could do anything, and now I'm. Well, oh, yeah, so basically, like like I said, I started, you know, washing dishes and stuff like that, mainly because couldn't be out on the floor because I wasn't an actual employee, technically. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. I was, but I wasn't. You were just the kid in the back. Yeah, and so I would wash dishes. I, I started to get to know everybody. Um, and we would, you know, I kept doing that job. And once I got to this certain point, I think, like I said, around 15 and a half or so, that's whenever, like, 
they gave me uniforms. They, you know, started like training and you were me like, and stuff. I feel like an act, like you're yeah, like, I'm I feel like I was an team. actual employee yeah. for a little bit. I mean, not realizing that my job was just for college kids essentially to do because yeah. I lived in a college town. Um, but you know, I started, I started kind of taking some kind of weird amount of pride in it. Mm -hmm. Like, because I was like, Hey, this is my thing. I have my money so I can buy my own stuff. And that was like a very good, I feel like it was a very good crash course in like knowing how much money you're going to get, knowing work versus pay and starting to learn that at a young age, because like, you know, this wasn't, I'm not talking like way back when, I mean like the national rate was 725 at this point. So still is really, yes, <laughs> and I mean, it still is in most States. I mean, some States are lucky to have the 15 an hour and you know, there's good and bad that come with that, but I digress. But as I started learning uh, all the positions and stuff, like I went to the front of the house and I started learning like how the machines and stuff work to, you know, make food and everything. And you're like, man, I feel so cool. Yeah, I did feel cool because like, not only did I get to, you know, work at a place, but the place was also pretty, pretty, I guess, lax in a sense because it wasn't necessarily like, I wasn't working at like some super huge fast food chain or anything. Like it was relatively small. Mm -hmm. So I got to have the luxury of having my own schedule kind of set obviously because I was still part-time so under 35 hours a week and that and I they made me do that all the way through 18 um, because I was still in high school and with that kind of came I had the ability to where I could still play sports I you know had weekends off I had you know Fridays off because I would be at games or if the season was something else a different sport like if I had to go hey you've got to go out of town or whatever everything was cool and it was good um, but then we got to the point where you know, we started kind of, as I got older and stuff, it was like, okay, this is, I can see that this job kind of actually sucks. <laughs> You're like, this is not as cool as I thought it was yeah. when you start. Yeah. 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 What about 100%. you? So I was not as lucky as you were to start at 14, unfortunately. Um, my first actual job, that is a profession for a lot of people. And a lot, I, I applaud everyone who is in this profession. Uh, I cleaned houses. Uh, for rich people, mm -hmm. like people in our town that had lots of money. Right. Um, and I did that. I started at the age of 10. That's what I had to do. Um, I, it wasn't, I was getting paid by the people, like the checks were written and yeah. then my mom would put it in my little bank account and my mom took part of her check because I was technically her, I was technically my mom's employee in a sense, but I still worked for these people and had to be held to the standard as somebody who was 18 right. working in the industry in any cleaning industry as well. So <clears throat> I worked, I did that for probably about 10 to 14. So for four years of my life, uh, if I wasn't at, at school, it was always Friday nights or any day on the weekend. So it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like a, you know, it's child labor. You can't do yeah, that much, like a, but it wasn't like, it was like, yeah, and it, it wasn't, like I said, our, our own home or anything. These were, like, rich people, like the people with lake homes, that that's their, like, third vacation home. Yeah. Or these are people who can afford to have a cleaning service, and, you know, they lived in the rich part of town, and their houses were, oh, my God, fucking ginormous. So, like, imagine being 10 and having to perform as an adult at that level of making sure everything is clean, everything is perfect everything is where it's supposed to be otherwise you know it falls on my partner or my co-employee which was my mom and then she you know she then it looks get, bad on her then she wouldn't get business yeah. so i learned how to clean properly very quickly which is probably why i loathe 
cleaning cleaning now, now. i mean yeah. like i i try to keep everything somewhat clean but it's truly why i probably loathe cleaning now and i think um i'm gonna get vulnerable with you guys i think the hardest part of being that age was going to like your friends's houses or people that you knew that were a little older than you like so you're 10 and these people who are in like middle school or right. like high school or whatever yeah. that you're like oh those are the cool kids you're like scrubbing their fucking toilets and dusting their rooms yeah, it's, it's, it's and you're you're you're, you're, you're like sense. yeah you're you're walking around these people's houses and like especially the, like for me i was always in charge of cleaning the kids rooms i was like cleaning the children's rooms my mom was trying to take care of like the master suites and things that were like i wouldn't say more making sure those were done but well, like it was more complex in the sense of like yes they had a lot they had a lot more adults. requirements and these people some of these people were fucking batshit crazy with the requirements like i oh, said yeah. i applaud cleaning people and people who are in the maid service and some all of that industry fucking insufferable. people are so ocd and insane with how they do stuff like it blows my mind so I would be, you know, this 10 to 14 year old in these houses every Friday, Saturday or Sunday. That was my only schedule. Yet I had sports going on throughout the week. And if we yeah. weren't at a, if we weren't at a sports game, then the game that we, the day we weren't at a sports game, we were like triple cleaning, a ha you know, three houses in one day that are like right. these giant mansions. And you're just trying to bust ass as fast as you can. And I, I think that the hardest part about that of being that age was I said, cleaning for these people that you know that are like grades above you or you're walking around their rooms going like wow they have a lot of cool stuff yeah like you're you're looking at these rooms like it's very humbling oh my god like they have their own bathroom yeah. that's so cool or they're like wow their room is as big as like my living room and kitchen put together or right. you're like seeing all the cool toys that they have or you're just like oh like they have a whole playroom for themselves and like Oh, that'd be so cool to have one day. Yeah, a whole room and just then, for their toys and stuff. And then you'd like, you know, you'd look out their window and it'd be like this beautiful lake view. Because where I grew up was on the lake and most, like, so most of these houses I cleaned were the people's, like, third vacation homes. Or they were people I knew is his houses or whatever, yeah. right? So, like, you're just sitting in these rooms, like I said, scrubbing their fucking toilets where they take shits. And you're like, wow. And they they were not nice kids either. Right. Like they weren't. Oh yeah, and I'm sure. None. I don't think I'm any sure of they them. Try to bring they're, it up they're, like I said, God. there's there's a handful. Like I'm not gonna say everyone was a dickhead, but there's a handful of people that were like sweet and very loving and, and took care of us. But then there's those people that were just rich, pretentious dickheads. And I think that was the hard part was like knowing that, and then like getting bullied for it later. Because like, oh, you used to scrub my fucking toilet. Like, yeah. you're not, you're not shit. You know what I mean? So like, that was, I would say, probably one of the not what's it's traumatic downsides of it was having to deal with that, and then like you couldn't do anything about it because like that's what I ha I had to do. I had to help. There's no way she could have done it by herself. She couldn't really afford to pay somebody to do it with you. So it's kind of if it stays in the family, in a sense, it's easier to you know kind of keep the money in keep make sure like it goes to bills and different things so you know i the money that i did make wasn't really going for me it was mainly paying the bills at the house and doing stuff like that and then if i wasn't doing it with my mom i was doing it with my grandma and at that time i thought that was also not strange or weird but you know you have an older lady on her hands and knees scrubbing a floor and you're like wow this in this giant 
fucking mansion just like uh, it's like wow you you're really paying someone to do this you have all this fucking money but you can't even clean your own shit well yeah and i would i would it kind of it kind of brought i mean me that's to, how i see it. it kind of brought me to that but i also learned the whole dynamic of like oh like i remember one day where it was like i had i think it was like a weekend i got to have off to where i didn't clean because this person hasn't been to this house and like a month because it wasn't or like a couple months or something because it was like they were summer was about to start so it was kind of that freshening up so you didn't have to really do as much so my mom was able to kind of tackle it in like an hour or something right, right. one of those like light cleanings where you're not having like yeah you're not deep cleaning. yeah you're not deep cleaning and i remember i was getting to sit and read my book in this like study and i still to this day like dream of having a study like this like one day wall of books it was walls of books and it was like all wood like fancy ass wood they had a telescope looking out the window and it was so cool like no like that's always so creepy i don't know i don't know who decided that if you have a study slash personal library why do you have to have some gaudy ass telescope it goes with the sitting in your that or the fucking globe. in a vacation home mind yeah you. that's so asinine so, to me i remember like sitting and i i was like whenever we have a if i ever one day get to have like an insane custom a home that i can customize or like You're exactly put a library with, and a stupid i'm gonna put uh, yeah i'm gonna have a, a, a wooden study with all these books that i read and my i think my favorite part was the little day bed nooks yeah, the, in the, the little, windows, the, the reading nook that are in yep. the windows, and I remember sitting there and as a you know as a kid there, and I was like, oh my god, this is like one day I'm gonna have something. This like is every this. every dream and I've you're, always you're, seen. You're in looking the out on the lake, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is so pretty. Like you yeah, you feel like you're in a movie because you're like, oh, this is nice. You feel like and, you're in character for once. Yeah, you do. So that was like the good parts of it was like mainly most of the adults. There was, like, one family that always treated us really good that would, like, give, give me Christmas gifts when it was Christmas time. Right. And they, like, gave bonuses. And there was, like, there was a handful of people who were like that because that's how you should treat your – any person that is in the service industry of anything, you should be treating them extra well during the holidays. But mostly just for shits and giggles, if you can afford a lavish lifestyle and three fucking homes – you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because uh, everyone who's ever worked knows that the service industry don't pay for fucking shit. And we wouldn't just necessarily clean in the, you know, town that we were in. We were cleaning in, like... Other towns and stuff. Towns yeah. that were, like, an hour away, plus... Yeah, you guys were traveling. Um, and I remember, oh my god, like, I, I think one of the worst places I ever cleaned... Uh, twice, I guess. I'll, I'll put two, two insane places that I ever cleaned, like... And like I said, I'm like 11, right? We're like 11 at, uh, at this point. I'm already a year into the business. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. We got hired um, to clean some person's like dead relative's home or something that just recently died. And she was a smoker for like... A heavy indoor smoker? Like 40 something years, yeah. like a heavy indoor smoker. Where you get like the yellowing paint, everything's peeling. Oh, I've been in, I've worked in too many of those houses. Oh, no, no, no. In just other wait. jobs. We had to deep clean that entire home, and I had to take the like a drywall scraper yep. and scrape the tar gunk yep. off of the walls, and yep. it was just white underneath. It was yep. so disgusting, and it smelled like such heavy smoke in there. It was like insane. And then my mom's lesson was like, "This is why we don't smoke. You see this? You see why? This is why we don't do that." And like, still to this day, I'm like. If I see the like tar resin, like I, I'll smoke cigarettes every now and then, like when I'm drinking or anything like that. But when I see like the tar residue of stuff, I'm just like immediately flashes back to that home of just for hours. It was like a 
two to three day project. We got to stay the night there so we wouldn't yeah. have to we just get up and work again so we got to stay in like the little guest house that they had because the main house was what was disgusting and then like the little guest home yeah imagine having like a whole mansion and you have a guest house in the backyard that's like prime perfect but in your actual home this lady's like 40 years of smoking just oh my god i, I thought it was wallpaper at first yeah like, when i mean we first it was, started it, it, was, it, was, it was a different time people just used to smoke anywhere oh my god it was insane and I remember they just had those, like these those white dogs that get like really crusty, just oh my those god! Rat dogs. Yeah, I felt so bad for them. I was like, damn, they just been sitting in here like for like however long in this house with all this like heavy, heavy smoking. Like that's just insane, right? Um, so that was one of the like the most I would say disgusting places because it wasn't just like the living room. It was like every fucking. Yeah, every room. It's like she just sat in every room for periods of time and then then rotated yeah you gotta think of 40 years in in one home yet the home was like clean like say like everything was cleaned that's 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 how a lot of those heavy smokers homes are like Like, they'll they'll be completely spotless but you know because it just it's got that that stale air and just and like i said that that was horrendous was scraping the tar off the walls and like this lady was like instead of just hiring a painting crew to like paint it or put some wallpaper up she hired some cleaning people to scrape it off the wall like a pretentious asshole she was like it just didn't make sense i was like right. what the fuck you know like i'm saying it was one of those things like it could have been hi- done by a painting crew speaking of speaking of smoking that just reminds me when i was doing hvac i went to this guy's house because his system was messed up mm-hmm. and so i was like okay fine whatever his system was inside like his 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 air handler was obviously inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing I go in there, and you, right when you go inside, the first thing that hits you right in the face is that cigarette smell. Yeah. And that's for anybody Which is, like, smokes. fine. We've been in bars yeah, before. Fine. In casinos. Like... But the issue was, this guy was some kind of coder or something like that. Like, he had a computer job. Yeah. It was very evident that Intense. all he did was sit at yeah. that desk and all day away. long. I swear, in the time that I was there in that house for about two and a half hours, because not only was his system completely clogged with tar to the point where it had eaten his air filter. Ugh. And so, like, the air filter literally, like, I, I, if you've ever seen, like, something catch on fire that has wire in it. Yeah, it, it looks just, all melted yeah, together and yeah, stuff. And so, yeah, and so, like, the paper just was all gunked up. and then, like, the, the So he was getting, like, no fresh air. The like, underside of his, like, coil, where all the cold air comes from, was just matted with like fuzz dust and like tar so because it was all stuck to it yeah yeah. so i had to like deep clean this guy's like entire systems i had to pull his like motor out of there and I had to like clean the individual fins in the blower motor i had to like clean the inside of his evaporator it was just disgusting but the worst part about it is i told him all of this is obviously due to the smoke and he literally just lit a cigarette in the middle of me talking like he didn't care even in the slightest. Nicotine addiction is, a, is and insane, he just, man. And, like, this dude was just drinking straight black coffee. Like, he had a pot next to his desk. He looked, he seemed like he was working at NASA. At if you know, ever, like, NASA in the 60s. Seen, if, if that, and yeah. if you've ever seen the episode of South Park where they're playing World of Warcraft... And he's just sitting there, coffee. The dude, the dude who just sits on his desk like this and doesn't move because that's all he does, that was that guy. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And, the, like, the walls were yellow. Like, it was just... It, like, I'd been in smokers' houses before, but this was a guy who 
Like he Doesn't had a pile of leave. like with like pee in a, would pee stuff. in a bottle yeah. instead of going in the bathroom. Hundred percent, hundred percent, the vibes I got from that. Yeah, guy. and I would not be surprised if there was a piss jug, not even a bottle, a piss jug. That way he could just go real quickly because he's so into his coding or whatever. Yeah, and the worst part about it was the dude was on like I don't know if he's on a Discord call or what, but he was on some kind of call, and it was just like twelve of the same fucking voice all talking oh, all about that. I was just like, oh my God, get me out Very of here. Very stressful. Yeah. And that reminds me of, like I said, NASA in the sixties where it's just coffee, cigarettes, coffee, cigarettes, coffee, yeah. cigarettes. But at least they wouldn't they Probably put on time. Wasn't... this dude was in like I was like, you know, yeah. top and boxes. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he was just a gross man. Yeah. So like I said, the, the smoking house was like the one of the most disgusting houses I yeah. think I've ever had to clean. Because, like I said, it was in, like, the porcelain tubs and everything. Oh, yeah. They, like, that you shit, have to scrape yeah. that out. And then the second house, I said, was the most, like, pretentious in a sense. Like, where you're like, what in the fuck? Um, we, I worked at this one house. And it was, like, one of those houses where the upstairs is, like, the first level. And then the downstairs is, like, where all the, like, where the kitchen's on the first level. Mm -hmm. And then, like, everything is, it, you know, it's kind of reversed. Right. In a sense where, like, kitchen's upstairs. But like and you're still bedrooms. going, you're going down. You have to go. You have to go up. Like uh, everything that's important is upstairs. Yeah, it was one of those weird ones where like there's a staircase going this Very, way like, towards Very like seventies house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know understand. what I mean? And I, I just remember it so vivid because of that. And she uh, had this giant Rottweiler, which was like super cute. Very annoying dog. Very cute, but like would not stop barking the entire. Oh yeah, a little yappy the, dog. No, a Rottweiler. So like a oh. bigger dog, but it was just like wouldn't wouldn't stop barking the entire time yeah. there, which I get like we're in his home makes sense whatever and I remember that uh, this is like ingrained in my memory which I said is one of the reasons why I don't like cleaning so much um the lady was so uh, I want to I want to say OCD on it because when we were vacuuming vacuuming we had to make sure that there was like these perfect lines in it and it wasn't like a one down and back line it was like a half line and back a half line and back so there was like divots so it was like a wave in a sense That's and she weird. and she had this white carpet like fucking white like a white I will never understand heavy, people with white carpet shag carpet why and it, it was like not the shag that looked shaggy but it was like you could tell it was fucking dense but yeah. anytime you walked on it it left footprints right so when you're walking yeah, on it it old, left old like what well, like looked like memory foam. Yeah, 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 yeah I know like exactly I've been in so many so of those stupid houses. when we're too. vacuuming, that would be the last thing we'd have to do. And you'd and have, you have to, to like do it like you're painting a floor. You have to like vacuum yourself out. Yes. Yep. We, and like I said, this was like, you had to do it on the stairs, on everything. So like I said, the vacuuming was the last thing that you had to do out. And you had to leave these like V-shaped patterns in That's the so carpet. Dumb. And I remember... I don't know if we were in a hurry because we had to get to our next house or was something of like, oh, okay, we did it for like every other room. We literally just, it was like this back room where we were leaving out of, right? Just leaving out of the house. And I remember she, the lady called my, my mom and was like, this house isn't done. And we were like, oh yeah, it is. We cleaned everything. We've been here for, you know, like four or five hours. We have to get to our next client, like, sorry. And she goes, well, the la this back bedroom looks disgusting. And we walk back in there and the whole thing was completely spotless. And she's like, do you see how gross, how gross this room is? And I, me being like little, and I knew not to say anything at the time, but I wanted to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. But my mom was like, oh, what, what's wrong with you? These fucking floors are so filthy and so disgusting. And I'm looking at these pristine, whiter than white floors. 
But in like fresh veneers. Yeah, just yeah. be like, what is this lady talking about? And she's like, I'm so sorry, like, I'll fix it. And the lady like stormed off and went to wherever she was going. And we had to make those perfect little V's in the fucking floors before we were allowed to like actually go back to our own class. Until you because, get paid. Because that was like, yeah, until you get paid, yeah. which was like insane. Uh, yeah, that's one thing that people, I don't think people understand is the service industry it exists, but then on top of that, there's other aspects of industries that also add in the service aspect that people don't really think about, like, specifically... And I would say, like, this lady also, too, wasn't much older, was maybe, like, in her, like, 30, 39, 40. Yeah. Like, there was no way she was, like, if she was, like, an old broad, I get how she'd be, like, batshit crazy and think that, you know, she's... You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, living in the 40s or some bullshit. Um, but it was just like a normal lady that I think actually worked at a school or something too. And I was just like, imagine what her class would, would be like. Right. Imagine. Like, right. that would be insane. Yeah, yeah the, to... the service industry class. Yeah, so... What, what was your... So after you did your... That kind of job, what was your next step of your next job um... that you did? Because my, mine has mine has a very... Uh, much of a, a timeline for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've had like one after another after another, but like, like I said, I started at 10, so you started at 14. So yeah, like, yeah. And I have realistically, that. the only reason I waited to start anything is because before that I was doing things like for family and stuff. So it's, I, I don't really count that. Like, I know, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, mine was actually yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the profession. Um, well, for me, like, so I worked at that place till I was 18, and then I joined the military, did that. Um, and then, you know, throughout the time, I had to do service stuff here and there, whatever you have to do, make money, whatever. Um, but I did that. Let's see, what else? What else have I done? The, the big ones are definitely, I've, I've worked service jobs. Um, I did that while I was in college, too. Um, worked at a steakhouse. And so, you know, I started as a line cook. Mm -hmm. And then, so... Being back a house, I did all the line cook things you see on shows, TV, whatever. Everyone gets pissed off. Everyone leaves. You know, everyone the whole yells, nine. Yeah. Everyone yells. Everyone flirts with the front of house girls or guys, depending. Because, um, you know, everyone just kind of does their own thing in the service industry. Specifically in a restaurant setting. Like, when you're in a real restaurant setting that has, like, like a steakhouse, for instance. You're back a line, people. They're like your fucking, your goblins. We just do whatever it requires <laughs> to get the fucking job done. Yeah. And that might be having to fucking make something that you know is perfect. And some asshole is like, oh, that steak's not well done. And it's like, dude, I literally sat there, threw it on the grill for like 10 minutes each side and burned the fuck out of it. How is it not done? Oh, you want beef jerky? Okay, cool. So then you throw it down for another five fucking minutes on each side, and you make sure that bitch is burnt. And then they're like, this is delicious. Yeah, and then they, like, rave and rant about it. It's God. like, that is gross. I just wasted, like... It's a hockey puck. I just wasted a $20 cut of meat that we paid $20 for that your dumbass just paid 40 for. Yeah, and, like, it, and it is literally a black, completely charred... Yeah. And you watch. You can't even you tell watch, it's a fucking steak. You watch like a sixteen ounce shrivel down to like an eight ounce, mm -hmm. and then they they're happy. It's like you are insane. And then there's you know the other parts of working back a house, whether that be you know having to deal with unruly customers, and sometimes you know shit, you know shit happens, and sometimes people fight, sometimes you know 
back of house has to go save a server because the fucking customer's unruly and, and they, they're going to do shit yeah, because they, they have the to protect entire, the brand and everything. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, we just got in from a smoke break. Half of us are drunk. We have no problem dealing with some dumbasses. And, yeah. you know, people, you know, sometimes you have to deal with people. Um, and then gradually as I did that job, I moved up from, you know, back of house and then I was like, ah, oh, I think I want to start learning, you know, front of house operations. And so I did. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The money's fucking phenomenal if you're good at your job. Like you have to be good at your job in order to make a living, specifically waiting. Like I feel like I would say yes, but there's also people that just don't that only took the bare minimum because yeah. they're just dickheads. Yeah, well, yeah, don't like, no get matter me wrong. How great don't you are get me job. wrong. The service industry will not only motivate you, but it will also severely humble you. I wouldn't say humble you. It'll teach you how horrible people are. That's what There's I mean. There's no humbling with like. Well, okay, I, I put humbling in a very. I wouldn't loose say term humbling because like you can do everything fucking right. You can go above and beyond, give the best fucking service ever. And yeah. Sometimes you're just gonna get a fucking crotchety old asshole whose entire goal in life is to make everyone else fucking miserable. Yeah, and like I said, I wouldn't call that humbling. I'd just be like, you, you realize how needy and the type of people that come in, you're like, wow. You learn a lot I don't, about people. I don't, wanna, I don't want them at my table. Yeah. I don't you, want you them at my table. You 100% learn. Fuck you learn a lot of things about people that not necessarily you want to learn. That's also one thing that I've discovered. Yeah. Because, like, I can't tell you the number of times I've been just, you know, doing my job and then, like, Apparently, fucking all hell is breaking loose in this booth, and now I know 18,000 layers of their life story, and their life is just completely fucked. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to do my job. I don't need, I don't need you to come in here and, like, start acting like you want to, you know, give me a novel while you're trying to order food. Like, come on, hurry it up. And so, like, you have to, you, you really learn patience in the service industry. That's, that, that 100%, um... But yeah, what about, what was your next So, one? after working as a maid, yeah. then I worked at an antique shop with my grandma because I was her assistant, so I still technically was getting paid by a company um, because she worked there and I worked there also, so I got like a measly fucking actual paycheck the same way I did with whatever, but did I get any of that? No, it went straight to yeah, everyone else's bills. Yeah, I had to, yeah. Um, and I was just the assistant there, so I would just, you know... It was like an, it was an old school antique, so you're taking out the tags, you're organizing the tags, bookkeeping, that's basically what I did. And then, so that was about like 12. So plus doing the maid stuff, any time that I had that was spare was doing that as well. And then I would say the first job that wasn't, that I was getting 100% of my paycheck in a sense was, I worked at Dairy Queen when I was 16. So um, I pretty much did all of that from like 10 to 15-ish. And then the moment I could drive, I was forced to get, a, like, an, a real job, even though right. I was the, doing plenty of that anyways. Um, I worked at Dairy Queen, and that was uh, the worst job I ever had, which is fine because that was almost 10 years ago. So I'm not even going to – I don't care. I can say that. The statute of limitations is gone with Dairy Queen. Um, it was the one of the worst jobs I've ever had in my entire life. Um, one, because of the entire staff I was working with. Um, or the managing team that I was working with, creepy as fuck. Like, yeah. that's one thing that I think people don't really realize. Like, when you're underage, like, because I mean, you're underage in America until you're 18. That's just a fact. Um, anytime you do that, like, the people you work with, you think, like, that's an adult. That's someone who's, you know, going to do the job right. They know what they're doing. No, they're usually just 
terrible human beings and usually very fucking creepy and they'll just do weird things and try to get away with shit. So Dairy Queen was one of the like few restaurants I worked with in a small town, right? And you have the type of customers that come in and then you have the people that you work with and it's either creepy manager staff who's like 30 something hitting on these high school girls and only hiring high school girls because he wants to look at them in these shitty uniforms anyways. Or you're getting the other people you work with are little, literally drug dealers or crackheads. And there's nothing wrong with the drug dealers, but when you're coming to work with a 16-year-old high school student, completely Just cracked out, out cracked, shit, yeah. no, not bar out, like crack, like cracked out of your mind or you, meth especially, yeah. that's so fucking... So it's very calm, but it's so weird as a 16-year-old who's you've never been around that stuff or seen that, and then you're having these adult co-workers who are so so strung out and you're like trying to do your job plus their job because they're fucking can't even see what they're doing so i was dealing with that and then dealing with the hick ass racist ass piece of shit ass customers that would come in one complaining about the prices first of all or they would they would complain about Everything that I fucking did. And I think that was, like, one of the hardest parts was already coming from, like, a shithole high school and fucking hating your life anyways because people are fucking jackasses. And then you're having to go to this job, which you already hate because these people are fucking insufferable. And you're... I I remember one of the worst work days was, like, obviously when I'm going to do my work, I'm going to do it 100% and, like, make sure everything's done how it's supposed to be, make sure everything's clean because it makes it easier for your life in general. And I remember this one shift, redneck-looking motherfucker, like I said, I'm fucking 16, pulls up to, to the window and uh, orders, you know, the fucking blizzards, the ice cream cones, whatever on the menu, blah, blah, blah. And the whole Dairy Queen thing is, like, you got to turn your blizzards upside down to show that, like, you have to do it or they get it for free, yeah. right? So I'm doing that and handing him his food. I, I worked the drive through That was, like, my thing. And minus, plus everything else, making everything because it was just... People were incompetent, like I said, or strung out on drugs. Dude was a racist pig. Like, he was one of the worst human beings I've ever witnessed in my entire life. And he's, you know, whatever with his ice cream. I'm handing his ice cream. He takes the ice cream cone, dumps it in his hand, squeezes it, and then throws it through the drive through window, like the little drive thing at me. It gets all over my hair, all over my face, and he goes... Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that free now? And I just was like, ah, ha, ha. No. And I didn't know what to do. I was fucking 16 and this grown adult's like... Acting like a, a fucking child. Oh, my God. And then I was like... Uh, and he goes, do you need something to clean that up with? And I was like, uh... And before I could even say, like, no, I'm good, he takes the blizzard that he has and throws it through the the thing getting it all over me again and then all over the floor all over our electronic stuff and that's fucking ice cream that shit's sticky as fuck right and then just drives off and then i see him again like four days later doing the same stuff but like didn't have you know didn't have the audacity to apologize had no audacity of like didn't do that whole stunt again but like that was one of the worst days at a job was being so like disrespecting that sense of like you motherfucker i beat you shit like i would fucking rip you to shreds but i'm a 16 year old girl and you're like a 45 year old like it just doesn't make sense why people think people who work in the service industry are like not humans 
Like no, that, that, that is what, like that part I don't like about that. So like that was miserable. And then the other shitty part about working at the job was, uh, so the ice cream machine, Dairy Queen's very famous for their ice cream, whatever. This ice cream machine, you would have to sit there and, and I know all my fellow coworkers who probably still listen to this, the ones that went to high school with me, you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. You have to pull this ice cream machine out and you get like the perfect cone while there's roaches crawling all over the ice cream machine and in the fucking nozzle. And you have to act like you have no idea why there's a whole line of customers behind you. There's people at the fucking windows and you just got to do your job. And you've complained over and over of like there's fucking roaches in this goddamn machine and all over this food. And like that's that's the part of the service industry that we taught you said earlier where it was like the disgusting part. Of oh, it. yeah. Like, so like that's kind of what I was rapping about that is like there's a lot of other stupid stories with the, the thing. But like when it talked about the gross part of it, that's the part that like really sticks in my head was like the ice cream with just roaches, baby roaches everywhere. Yeah. And people, and you're just watching people eat this shit and you're just like, yeah, but you, yeah, you it's, it's the gross it. part of the industry. That, I mean, like the only thing you can really do uh, at that point, and obviously as a, a child. Disclaimer, I don't, not all Dairy Queens are like that. Dairy Queen's still awesome. I still eat a Dairy Queen, but at that time where I worked was horrendous. It yeah. was like, Oh my yeah, fucking that's, god. It's also why like I'm also still to this day apprehensive about ordering toppings at certain places. Oh my god, yes. Like if I, I, oh I, my I god. know exactly what I've been to some sketchy ass dairy queens. There's some that I've like pulled up to the drive through window and I can just see into the kitchen. I'm like, no, and I'll leave. Yeah. I've hundred percent done that because I know all that candy but, sits like, wide like out. Like I in said, the open. like think about that environment too, is like you have a mismanager who's a fucking total predator. And then you have the the strung out workers. Do you think they're going to clean anything? And then you have these like dinky 16 year olds who are just like, I'm just here to so I don't get in trouble. I'm here to get my 725 an hour. Yeah, it just, and I was working full time, uh, full time, 40 hours. Yep. That's as much as I could work. And I was doing school to work. So I was the last hour of my school when I got to the junior or senior year or whatever, I didn't, I was like, fuck sports, not doing that. And uh, was like, uh, so I was able to go to school or get out of school an hour early to go to work. So I was like working all the way from that to like midnight, almost every day of the week. I had Wednesdays off and I worked doubles on the weekends. So like I was not only working at this place with miserable people, I was working there so much with all this miserable stuff going on. Yeah. And that was, that was my first industry into the food industry job yeah. was, I would say that. So you did your whole steakhouse thing, right? Yeah, I did that. Um, what was your trend? What was the next thing that you did? Well, I mean, we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of leave the military out of this, in all honesty. Because, because anyone like, who's in the military knows how stupid. Yeah, it is. anyone who's anyone who served knows that the military is fucking dumb half the time. Mm -hmm. You're gonna do dumb shit. You're gonna do dumb things. Blah blah blah. Um, but after that, let's see. I worked that job for a while. And then uh, I started building cop cars. Yeah, I remember yeah, talking about I that. Yeah, started, uh, I started at this company and I was Gross. basically... Gross. <laughs> uh, I was supporting them. <laughs> but, you know, I was working at this company and, like, whenever I... I didn't know what the, necessarily the job was whenever I started. Like, I didn't know what my job entailed. I didn't realize, you know, how... You thought I was building... I thought automobiles in a I didn't sense. necessarily even really know what the job necessarily was because like the company that I applied for, like there there everything about it was kind of just weird in mm -hmm. a sense. And like 
even whenever I went in for the interview and stuff, they kind of explained what they do. I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. I kind of understood, but I didn't fully understand. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember, like, day one, they were having me, like, fucking completely disassemble, like, the interior of, like, an, of a, like a, Ford, uh, a Ford Escort, essentially, is what it is. But it's the Pursuit variant, so it's, like, the, the Ford Escape SUV, like, Pursuit. And so, like, these are outfitted with all this other bullshit. But, like, I remember I worked that job for a little bit. Um, I worked that one for, like, six months. I was, like, I was, you know, fresh, fresh 20-year-old, like. Just building shit. Just doing whatever. And, like, at the time, I thought I was getting paid great money. I mean, because, I I mean, I was living in a fucking apartment. I was. You were were supporting yourself in that sense. Yeah, I was was supporting myself with the person I was dating at the time. Yeah. We were supporting our shitty little apartment. Yeah. And. So, you know, I was doing that. and Do what then, you had to do. Yeah, so I'm working this, and I'd been there for about six months, right? And I remember, like, one of the memorable things about that place that I remember, and what actually showed me, like, hey, this, some companies actually will, like, kind of do stuff for you, and, like, they actually treat their employees right. And I remember, like, thinking back on it, I'm like, that's really not that much. But, like, they gave everyone, like, a $500 bonus at Christmas. And you were like, oh, my God. I was like, holy fuck, you're telling me that like, they're just going to give me a free $500? And, and that, yeah, anything? that was the first time you experienced a job that gave Have, a, bonus. Had a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then on top of, like, a bonus and stuff, like, they gave us jackets. I remember that. You were like, I'm so cool. Well, it was like, (laughs) I thought it was cool because like, they were just like, you know, shitty little windbreakers. Like these were like fucking North Face material, like thermal, thermal jackets. Like they, they spent like hundred dollars a pop on these bad boys. And I was like, oh fuck, these are cool. And like the, the worst part about that, it was the fact that, you know, I'm 20. My manager was like 25. Yeah. He was a fucking prick. That's the easiest way to put it. He was a fucking older than you. Yeah, he was older than me. He had a chip on his shoulder because, for whatever reason, like, I mean, he had employees that were older than him and stuff like that. He was trying to be the boss. Yeah, he tried to be the cock of the fucking walk just for the sake of it. Yeah. And I remember, like, I ended up getting fired from that job. Yeah. Right? I got fired from that job because I got put on a project that was meant for a four-person team to do that I got thrown solo with... That company had never done that job before. Mm-hmm. They just handed me a box of parts with no instruction manual or anything, just had figured out. Yeah. And I remember what ultimately ended up happening is like this job was like they want they bid it out way under. Like they bid the job out for like a week. It took two and a half fucking weeks to get this thing done with me and another guy. They sat there and brought me into the office and were like, Yeah, this was two over hours, blah, 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 blah. We're gonna have to let you go. I was low man on the totem pole. Whatever. And you're just like, neat, thanks. And I was like, I remember, because that's, that's like the first job I got fired from. Yeah, and you're like, like, what the fuck did I do? I was like, what the fuck? How am I getting fired? Yeah. And, you know, it was, I took it on the chin and everything, took it to heart really hard for a while, and, you know, spent like the next two months figuring out what I wanted to do. Then I started fucking, you know, waiting again at a place because I was like, hey, this is fast money. I know how to do this job, whatever. Did that for a while and then fucking worked up to bartender Slang drinks around for a little bit, um, which that's that's an experience that unless you've done, you do not understand how fucking difficult bartenders actually have it. Mm-hmm. Because people are fucking bad normally, but you get them drunk or they start drinking because every single person, you don't know what their tolerance is compared to the person next to them. So oh, this person might have had one fucking drink and they're acting belligerent. So you're like, I have to cut them off. But I worked at a place where you cut one person off, the whole party's cut off. Yeah. So I can't tell you the number of times where someone had to get cut off and, like, it's a 15-person party. Yeah. 
Then they want to act like you're a fucking asshole. And then they, they don't want to tip you well. They don't tip you. Then they start making a mess on purpose. I had one guy literally throw his fucking beer glass at me because I cut off the, the little girl who was next to him who had two drinks and started trying to flash everybody in the bar. Yeah. So I was like, hey, look, this is a... I mean, at the time, the place wasn't necessarily a bar. But it was still like this a was, family this restaurant. This was a bar and like an event. It's a bar and grill. Center. Yeah, it was like it's a bar, bar and grill. grill. So like there's Where families, families there. there. Yeah. You know, there's kids running around and shit. And this, this chick is like, has two vodka crayons and is like trying to whip them out. And it's like, yo, you're not in a bar. People don't have to be 18 to be here. You can't be doing that. Yeah. You need to, like, obviously we gave them a warning and everything at first because like it didn't start obviously right off the rails. But... It just progressively kept going and to the point where, you know, cut them off and then they wanted to just fight and then they wanted to call corporate. Like, it was a whole fucking ordeal and it's like, because your person in your party can't handle their liquor, it's now our problem. That's usually how it works, though. Cool. And that was also the last time I decided I was going to work Work in the service industry. Yep. That was literally the nail in the coffin for me. Yep. So, after I did the whole Dairy Queen bullshit... I got uh, kind of just fed up. I was like really, really uh, annoyed with it. So I ended up going from that job to another job, which was I was just a hostess in a small town little restaurant that we also had. And I got that job because a lot of my friends that I was, I was about 17 at the time. Uh, a lot of the friends that I was like graduating with were working there and I've known for a while. So they were servers there, and since I wasn't 18, I wasn't allowed to be a server. So I just had to be a hostess, and that was a fairly like easy job. I had fun at that, with, just by you know the people I worked with. People we work with make it make it really fun. And um, the only bad part about it was like that place also had these like 30 year old people who work here at these bars or at these restaurants and stuff who are fucking total creeps. So you have, like I said, I'm an underage person. They're trying to be all touchy-touchy and weird, and you're like, bro, what the fuck? You're like 30-something. It just, yeah, that that's a whole ordeal in itself. Um, but I worked there until I graduated high school, and then I turned 18, like, a month after I graduated high school, and then went off to college. I still worked at the place uh, after college, or after high school, that summer before college, and then I went off to college, and uh, the first semester I got there, I was, you know, new to the town. I had to find a, uh, you know, a job that I, I was looking for a job. It took me a little while to find a job. And then I finally uh, worked at a really big gas station in this college town. Really, really big gas station on a very prominent uh, highway too. Lots of truckers. It was basically a truck stop. And I was having to work at this gas station while in school and also at ridiculous hours all of the time with people that you know that was like their their only job that they would be doing that was their source of income yeah and that's fine but like i said it was people who were like that was the only thing that they were ever going to do in their life or it was like ex-cons i was working with too and like i said i'm a freshly 18 person no judgment to those people they're getting their on their feet but it was uh, like a very big tourist spot too, in a sense. So like game days and things like that were very, very busy and I had to always work them. So, and I was the only college student working there. Yeah. So like literally the only person that was still in school working there. So it felt like my schedule was never 
for me and for my classes or anything. Like they knew not to schedule me here this time because I was in class and there was no way in hell I'd be able to be there. But it took like 30 minutes to get out there. So they would schedule me like right as my class ended. And I'm like, my class is halfway across campus. I have to run all the way to my car or I run up to my dorm, change, get in my car and then drive 30 minutes out there. And then you guys are wondering why I'm fucking late. Like they, they didn't like give the you, audacity. they didn't give you any time to like breathe at all. So I'd get done with classes all fucking day. And then the days that I didn't have classes, I was like working all fucking day. And like I said, this was a big ass truck stop. So not only am I working mostly the night shifts because not like the graveyard shift, but like the, like, let's say like four to like midnight, right? right. Every day while I'm in classes and then doubles on the weekends. Like I said, yep. I worked my ass off all of the fucking yep. time. That's exactly how I was when um, I was working at that steakhouse. So I was doing this and I, I, there would be times like, I remember, especially when it was like during finals week and stuff, like they, I was trying to like have my note cards because it would be super slow on days like during December or something like that. And it's like night shifts. It's like, you know, fucking 10 p.m. at night. There's only a couple truckers that are coming in every now and then. There's somebody else who works there with me. It's literally just me and one other person. Everything else is closed. You know what I mean? Like, it just, you didn't have to have that much. And you're trying, like, I remember trying to study my note cards for, you know, my classes. And um, I would get yelled at for doing that. Yeah. And I'm like. Even though it's completely dead. And I'm like, it's dead in here. What do you, if you lean in, if you're leaning, you can clean. I yeah, hate that phrase. If you're, oh if my you're God. leaning, you can be cleaning. Oh my oh. God, I hated that. It was so annoying. So I remember that a lot. So that was a, a shitty job. I mean, it, it paid decent. It was minimum wage bullshit. But um, the worst part was the big creepy trucker guys that would come in. But you would have not only, like I said, working the night shift. And the rules were girls were not allowed to work at night by themselves. So you always had one of the co guy co-workers with me. Yeah. So I didn't really like because they would always try to hit on me or always try to like, and I'm not saying like, oh my God, I was hot or blah, blah. But like, I'm an 18 year old girl and these guys are like a little older than me or like 10 years older than me. And I'm the only person there and they're trying to sleep with me or whatever they were trying to do. So not only was that annoying having to like, push off the coworker that I was working, the coworkers I was working with, it was these big truckers that would come in and just say the creepiest fucking shit. I had people that would come in and take pictures of me, like ask to have like, they would, I would track them out and they'd be like, you're just so beautiful. Can I take a picture of you? And I'd be like, uh, sure. And I'd just be like, <laughs> they would just take a picture of me. Uh... And then I'd come back and I'd see them frequently cause they're all doing kind of the same routes. And then, you know, uh, if you, if I was lucky and it was the days that I didn't have classes, I was there working. So you'd have the people who were the blue collar people all come in and grab their lunch, which was a giant thing of Bud Light, uh, 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 oh my God. You're talking about micheladas? Micheladas. Yeah. I, Clamato? Uh, Clamato. That the yes, that's what I was looking for. I just left my brain. Yep. So you have these people coming in with their micheladas, trying to grab those or all the tall boys would be sold outside, always run over there. Cause I love doing the freezer stocking, like, or the fridges like that. Yeah, cause every, cold. no, everyone would leave me alone oh, because yeah. you're back there and you don't have to deal with any customers. You don't got to do with any people. All you're doing is like stocking the, the fridge and the freezers. So I'd be like, oh my God, the beer is running low. And I'd run back there as fast as I could and like make sure all the tall boys would stock. And they would just be coming herds all at the same time, grab their beers, grab their like sandwiches and stuff. Cause we also were like a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, grab their yeah. sandwiches oh, stuff, and then, then drop. So yeah, the blue collar people were really fun cause yeah. they were always really nice. And they, most, of them, most of them always ordered the same stuff. So you like always kind of know, oh, they're coming in. I already got it ready for you. Yeah, you got some ready. Yeah, already, yeah. yeah. Which was nice. But like I said, the, the weird part was the 
was the creepy trucker people that would like take my I pictures can imagine. or that would just be like mm, you're so i would what i would do to give to be 20 years younger some sh like off the wall shit and like i said you're there by yourself and most of the time the other coworker is like trying to Doing do the wrong. other duties so you're there by yourself just you can't do anything and you have no way to like be like hey come fucking save me from this weird creepy guy that won't just leave me alone like i've had people come in and some i remember this one dude who's like coming from montana or something he goes my wife would love you and i was like ah ha, ha, yeah that's cool she's like you think you would you would be good with my wife and i just was like nah i'm not really into that like this guy was just weird a long ponytail he's like you know the it was just a creepy, a creepy. No, 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 no. no. God, I better not have a long. No, he he looked like when you think of like the definition of a creep, think that in your head, yeah. guys. That's what it was, and he just was like, mm. eyes glazed then, over. Staring. Oh my god, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like getting his cigarettes and whatever. Like I know every type of cigarette from working at that place. I know every type of beer from working at that place. Like I had it memorized of like, oh, this is the type of tobacco that this person wants. This is the type of beer this person wants, and I knew that, and I was only you know eighteen. Yeah, which that's which the, another insane. weird thing. The fact insane. that at 18 you can do everything, but you can't consume it. You can, you can. Oh no, at that time we could remember because the laws just changed. No, 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 I'm not talking about cigarettes. I'm talking about just beer and stuff like that. Like you. Can oh just, yeah, you know, you know all of this and everything. You can goes sell anywhere. anything to anyone. So <laughs> I, he, I just remember him staring at me. I was getting him cigarettes, and I'd hand him cigarettes, and he like lightly, uh, you know, touched uh, my hand, uh, and he goes, "You sure you wouldn't ever want to fuck me?" My wife literally says it like verbatim, that, and I was like. No, I'm not into it. Uh, ha, ha. Your total's whatever the total is. Thanks. He goes, all right, I'll see you later. I come back here in two weeks. And I was like, neat. <laughs> like, ha, 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 ha. Weird. So that ha that happened. And then I remember since we I were close by an army base or training base or wherever that's at or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, there was this, it was, uh, I think it was either Veterans Day or it was like a military appreciation day or whatever. They were coming back from their uh, the field training, right you know, where you guys yeah. stay out there for like two weeks at a time yeah. and then you yeah. come back. Yeah. So they were on the way back from their, they were on the way there and back, right? So they're on their way uh, there for the field training and you have like a whole convoy. Yeah, yeah and there's like 300, yep. no, Hundreds. 300 plus men yep. and women come into the store and I had to be there because they thought I was pretty and was a friendly face. So they were like, hey, can you be here? at three o'clock in the morning for this shift and then we need you to work until like 7 p.m at night you can go home at seven and i was like uh i guess yeah they're like yeah it's for the military people and i was like sure and most of the time, you know being 18 i was like man i'm gonna see some really hot guys today <laughs> i'm gonna make sure i look really good and wear my little american flag shirt because that's what we had to do we had to make sure we we're in like patriotic shit um so anyways i was sitting there and i was like oh my god i'm this and i was like in a relationship by the time or whatever but i was just like man i'm gonna see some like you know cute boys today or some like cute girls or whatever you know so i'm like woo um oh, were no oh, <laughs> my you so oh my god all of these fucking look like toddlers yep. are walking in their little uniforms stinky as fuck because they're coming they're coming back from their well the ones their, that are stinky are the ones that everyone in the military also thinks yeah. they're stinky and they're gross and we found we, we just gave them you know they got like a free drink and like free snacks or whatever so we didn't really like ring them up we were just like scanning Damn, that's nice we were we were we were we were like well because it's like military appreciation day or something and it, it just happened to be on their way back in or whatever it was either in or out i couldn't remember 
So something must just must have been stinky to be stinky. There are, I swear, because like everyone, everyone's like, oh, I'm in the field, I don't have to wash, I don't have to wash my ass. Oh, there were wash your fucking ass. I don't know who needs to hear this. I'll say it one more time for the people in the back. Wash your ass. So, I don't care what job it is. Wash your fucking ass, you stinky motherfuckers. So we, they like. You know, we just had to scan stuff to make, you know, for inventory reasons or whatever. So they're yeah, just kind of so coming up and they're like, hey, and they're all like flirting with me because I'm a decent, like at this time as 18 year olds, I was a decently attractive human being. And you have all these just dweeby looking, looking fucking motherfuckers. People. Yeah. Oh my God. And I just was like, my favorite. And I felt bad. So yeah, they all had the like, the, stash. the shitty stashes or like, I mean, some of them or not, the fucking high end. The tights. only people that were hot were like the ones in charge of them. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, damn, okay. Oh, yeah, or, like, the, the, girl, ones, like, the, the girls that were in charge of them. But I felt bad for every woman that was in the in the little group with those. I was like, this is what you got to look at for, like, weeks at a time. Eh, I feel so bad for you. Well, I mean, oh, if I'm God. being technical, you're not supposed to do it. No, no, I meant, like, just even, like, be around. Like, this is the type of dudes you got to be, like, not oh, even, not even, like, it's something it's to so look much, at. It's so much worse. Oh. You got to see surface level. It's yeah, I, I so couldn't imagine. Worse. So, that was my one job was the truck stop. And then after that, I said, fuck this. I'm sick and tired of being creeped on all the time by coworkers and people that were coming in. I'm scared I'm going to be fucking kidnapped one day because we're on a major fucking highway. Right. Um, Being a truck stop and all. Yeah, Exactly. And then I moved to working at a learning center, and that was awesome, except for you're working around only women. Like, this learning center was not, it didn't have, like, male and females. It literally only hired women as a teacher. So, technically, I was, like, a teacher. And at that time, my major was early edu early education. Er education? It was er early education. It was early childhood education. Then I switched it to elementary education. So, I was going to teach, like, you know, eighth graders and, mm -hmm. be and below. That was, like, kind of what I was going for in college. Surprising, right? Um, and then I worked there and like, that was like fun. Working with kids is like so much more fun than working with adults. That was like one thing I, I loved. I loved working with the kids and like said, not the adults. But then you would have all these, I had a, a small clique of people that I hung out with because all of us were basically college students. Some of them were like seniors in college. Some of them were like doing the job because they got credits for their major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it was, it was like this that. was like a mom and pop daycare like this was not like a high-end daycare with cameras there was like right. nothing like that it was just like a mom and pop daycare but it was like you know it was comfortable still getting paid minimum wage um insane like that so then um you know i would have my friends that were you know like were like the older kids that were about to graduate and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna make it here when you guys leave so you would have these either like i said college kids that were fun and being around they were like really cool and stuff or you'd have like these older women who just were bitchy rude people that just all they wanted to talk about was drama and like stuff that was happening in their lives with their husbands or like just the drama with the other coworkers, and like i said working around all women will never do that again we'll never be at a job where it is only women i have to have the diversity i have to have like males incorporated in because it's it, it, it became like the bitchy toxic kind of environment like i said the kids were so much fun it was very fun when we had certain areas like i was assistant director for a while of the place too so like it wasn't like i was like low on the totem pole and just being like oh my god this shit sucks like it was it was a fun place to work in a sense of like i got to make everything about my classroom i got to make on my own i got to teach the kids exactly what we were supposed to do but like do it in themes and like make 
you know, I got awards for my classroom being one of the best in a sense. So, like, it, it was a fun job, minus, like I said, the older adults the culture. acting like they're 17. Like, yeah. it, was, it was very weird. It was very a high school drama type of situation. But then I said you would have the friends that still follow me today. Hi, guys, if you're listening. Um, that are fun. And they were, like, fun. And then there was um, not only that, but, like, the parents of the kids. You could tell what kids behaved properly in a sense and like what that like didn't listen because I got no discipline at home they like could do whatever you'd have like the super granola moms and then you'd have like the really strict like ones that you could tell are strung out all of the fucking time and their child's getting like kind of neglected in a sense but you know still doing what they need to do for their kid you you can tell you can tell the bad parents from the good parents and I've uh, and I was lucky enough to like have parents that liked me to hire me outside of the daycare to like you know, if they wanted to go on a date night, I would Hired go. Yeah, I would go and babysit for them, and it was really fun because, like, me and that kid really did have a good time, and like, they really did look forward to coming to my class, and they right. hated when they'd have to like move up until they're like other grade the or whatever. Classes, oh my yeah. god, they'd get so upset, and they'd be like, "Well, no, I want Miss, you know, Conway as my teacher." Blah blah blah. Uh, so like that was fun. like the kids were very, very fun in that sense. It was just the environment. So I was working that job and on top of that job I was working at an apartment complex too so I was working two jobs in college at this time um plus also doing my spicy stuff on the side like at this point in my life I was about let's say 19 almost 20 I was starting camming I was on like chatterbait and like all you know mini vids all those like camming sites or sites that like kind of have videos under a completely different alias so you guys will not be able it doesn't exist anymore those platforms for me don't exist. They're not out there anymore. Um, and I was doing that. So that was the third job. So I was working at the Learning Center doing that. And then I would go as soon as I got off work. So I'd be up at like 5.30 a.m., open the Learning Center, get off work at like, let's say, 1-ish on days that I didn't have class. And then the days that I didn't have class, I'd have to get there a little later. But I would stay till like 6 or sometimes wait for these kids to, you know, their parents to come get them. And then I was working on an apartment complex too, cleaning apartments. So I was back to cleaning other people's stuff. So this was, these weren't like nice apartments. These were like the landlord special, paint everything white, do everything. So not only was I just cleaning these apartments, I was having to do like maintenance work as well on top of it, like doing all of the painting, uh, scrubbing like body skin out of these fucking tubs with a, you know, Scraper. Yeah, just in these like crappy tubs, doing the landlord special on every fucking switch and outlet, and just there was it, like it was just horrendous. And these were uh, an apartment complex really close to campus. Yes, yeah, so so they were charged out, and yeah, they were charged out the ass for living in these really shitty ass things. And then you'd call all these people um, for your problems. You'd have to go help them do that. You would clean them before and after they exited, and they would just leave it in, like, horrendous shape. So not only am I working at this place, at the at the learning center, I would get off the learning center, go immediately to my scrubbing job, basically, and just scrub these old, crappy apart, uh, apartments that no matter how well you did, they would never be, like, fresh and new. They yeah. were, like, from the 70s. Like, that, that building was there before the 70s right. and they just just some, the same just thing same same uh light fixtures and everything like they had the what's called mood lighting where there's not a you know in most houses there's like say there's a, a a light in the center of the room every room even if it was like a big room like say this is our living room one light in the corner 
because it was mood lighting back in the 70s and yeah. stuff. So like some places were like that to where there wouldn't be overhead lights. You would have this one fucking shitty ass boob light in the corner and that's what you had to clean. And there was roaches everywhere because people didn't clean their, sh their, didn't keep their stuff clean. Like it was also another horrendous job. So I'd get done with that job, immediately come home, shower, put some sort of makeup on and, some, and some sort of like lingerie on and cam from like, let's say 11 p.m. until like three in the morning. And then I'd get like a couple hours of sleep and then would go to my job again and do it all over again. Plus on top of work, of being a full-time student, having 18 hours in college at a sophomore level, you know, not just regular gen eds at this point, like still doing like harder level coursework plus my three jobs technically. Yep. And then I got lucky enough after that I uh, was making enough money on my camming site to where I could quit one of the jobs. And I was like, okay, what's the one that's taking up most of my time? And it happened to be the learning center job. So I said, okay, I'm going to quit that. And I'm going to still do my like cleaning apartment job on the side. And then I still have time to study, get my schoolwork done, and then be able to do my camming as well. So I stopped doing the daycare work. I switched majors, did all that bullshit too. And uh, after that, um, I got in the position where, uh, where whoever I was living with at the time, uh, we went our separate ways. We'll get into that a whole nother story because that's a fucking chaotic story in itself. I um, ended that um, job too. I stopped doing that job. And then I was full-time camming and my own little apartment for myself, right? I had my own little place, barely could afford it, like head underwater every single fucking day, like just miserable, right? And I was doing my camming and some of my work on the side. And then I worked at a very, <laughs> a very famous uh, Halloween store. You guys probably know what it is. They take over every abandoned building out there. Um, I worked at that place and I thought that was going to be fun. Cause I was like, oh my God, it starts in like August. It'll go to like November. That'll give me like some extra cash during the, you know, the holiday seasons or whatever to like keep my head afloat, right? And at this point, I took a semester off because it was just too much. It was too much going on. So I'm working at this job, get hired on the spot, no problem. And I was like, awesome, cool. Now I know getting hired on the spot is like kind of weird. I've gotten hired on the spot at every job I've ever been at, like ever applied for, you know. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, this will be super fun. It's going to be really like a blast. Um, I didn't know that not only, I thought I was just gonna be working the register and like some stocking. No, we had to build the entire store, like build the whole store. So not only are we going into this like empty JCPenney's. An old coal. Yeah, like, like an empty JCPenney's. We're having to carry these giant fucking pegboards that are like eight times my size. These are like 10 by like 20 pegboards that are fucking massive out of these fucking trailer trucks, like these big semi trucks in like a hundred degree thing. There's no AC in this fucking building. And we're having to carry these things that are so fucking heavy throughout the store and lay them up and put the store together and like take our time stapling the like banners. You have to build everything. I have to build the store for 725. And I was like, this was not, not what I, not what you signed up for. No, it wasn't because I was told I was just going to be stocking and being a cashier. 
And then I eventually they're like, oh, you can be assistant manager. And I was like, all right, cool. So I became an assistant manager within like the first two days of doing it or whatever. So yeah, not only was I having, so everyone who's worked there, y'all know this, it's not as great as everyone thinks. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves is like everyone puts them on this like, puts this company on like a fucking pedal stool and it blows my mind because I'm like, no way in hell, no way no, in hell. No, it's, it's shit tier. Gimmicky bullshit. Gimmick shit. And then the worst part I think is the part that you've told me where like that shit that you guys are buying that you think is all brand new, it's been sitting in a fucking storage container for like six years. Yeah, so not only am I building this entire store, we're having to like a time frame to get all of this shit up on the walls and you have to do these specific grids of like exactly like how they want picture. it, picture by picture, in the exact places. Yet you're running out of space, or half of the inventory is n- not even not, there anymore. Up, yeah. And this was the year that like Fortnite just came out. Fortnite just got released, right? So all of these Fortnite costumes are like coming in, but aren't supposed to be there until the week of Halloween or the week before Halloween, right? So you just have to shove them somewhere. No, 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 no. Watch. They haven't even, like, I mean, mean, listen, so we're building these, we're stocking everything. I'm assistant manager at this point. I have a chaotic manager who's just like, one of those ladies who just will, just tells you everything about, there's those coworkers, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Those coworkers that tell you everything about their lives and you're just like, me, I've met you for like five seconds. You know what I mean? Like, where you're just like, wow, I'm glad I don't have your life. Like, tell me about her husband's problems, her problems, how they're fighting, and I'm just like, the, the thing you said last week when you were on the episode, you were talking about how these four-year-old women are talking about their divorce and you're like a 13-year-old. That's how it felt. Yeah. Like, I was just like, me, I just want to be working here. So I always required to work night shift because she would be in charge of the day shifts because she had to go get her kids, spend time with her kids and stuff like that. She meant requested, by the way, guys. Yeah, requested. <laughs> um, and I wor- I got to like, pick who I kind of worked with, so I did have some fun coworkers got that, like... Scheduling. Yeah, I was like, listen, I was like... I'm your guys' manager for this. I was like, I'm going to be lenient. I'm not going to be a fucking dickhead. I'm not going to make you do stuff. Just make sure by the end of the shift, this is done so I don't get yelled at because then I'm going to have to be mean and you're going to fucking hate me. Like, promise. So they would always make sure to get their shit done at this point so I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't look bad on me. So, like, I did have a good group I worked with. We all were like, this is weird. Why did we have to build a store? Why does all this stuff smell so fucking weird? And, like, it's like Stoney said earlier, all of this stuff came in these shipping containers at the very beginning of like the season. And you be pulling shit out that's from like 2011, 2012, that's like makeup kits or like masks and things that just like, they've been in storage and reused because no one has bought them. So they just keep putting them out there. And they're not gonna get rid of them. And they're, they're not gonna No, and away. they're overpriced. Oh my God, there's everything there was so fucking expensive. Yeah, you're, you're, and you it's just a dollar have, mask and you're paying 20 No, you're bucks. paying 40 something dollars for this mask or this like makeup kit that's like shitty quality, horrible for your skin, is probably be expired. Toxic. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it was ridiculous. So we were dealing with that. Then you have the college kids that come in and like need stuff for spirit week or because it was college town they need stuff for like their themed parties that the sororities and fraternities had so you would have the same people come in asking the same fucking questions and you're like no we're out or no it's sold out or no we don't have anything like that or you would have them that would since they came before the like return date they would pick the costume go use it and bring it right back the next day for full refund because it wasn't past the like halloween date or because it was still like september you know, early September, stuff like this. Around this time, right? Well, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> then you would have 
the people that would come in because there was no cameras, no security system, no nothing in the building, that would go back to the dressing room and just pocket everything. And then because you would only have so many people who work at the store, you couldn't hire yeah, it's somebody. It's not like you can even really do anything about it because it's like, uh, why, why am I going to stop somebody well, trying to that. take like something they I said, don't fucking You care. wouldn't even have enough employees, so you yeah. all would, they would have to make sure you have people at the registers 100%, so you'd just be like, hey, yeah, go in the back and do your thing, and then they'd be like, oh, it just didn't fit, and then you go back there and find the package is completely empty, and they just took it, and you're just like, smart. <laughs> you're like, smart, smart. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and then you would, like I said, you'd have all the, the, the people that come in for, like, the home decor stuff, and it's just cheap-ass shit that they're pricing 40-something dollars plus Oh, like for all the stupid animatronics and stuff that they charge an arm and a leg Oh, we for. had to build those, too, with no instructions. Yep. You're getting these boxes that don't have the shit in it, and you have to build all of this off stuff. Off of a picture. Off of a picture, and it was fucking chaotic. And I remember me and this one other co-worker who does still... Hi, you're probably going to laugh at this. We were, like, almost had a mental breakdown. It was, like, we had to get this thing built by tomorrow morning, and we couldn't figure it out, and the store was so busy, and it was just us two at the time. One other person just was one of those lazy coworkers that didn't do shit, right? So we're just, we literally almost cried. Literally almost cried together at work, because we're like, why is this fucking thing working? Ah, no, no, we don't have that, stop, shut, no, do it for one more fucking person. Ask me, Leave. if we fucking have this thing, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Like, you know that one, those coworkers that you're like, you you trauma bond with in a sense. So back to what I was talking about, the Fortnite shit. You have these fucking parents with these shitty little kids. These shitty little kids come in. Do you got the skeleton from the Fortnite? No, we don't even have them. Do you know when they're going to be in stock? No, unfortunately, I don't. If I did, I'd tell you. Okay, so when is it going to be in? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to write my phone number down. You call me the minute they come in. My kid needs this. Oh. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Trash. Trash. And then... You would have the parents that would come in again the next day, these same parents. Are they in stock yet? Billy Bob over here has to be this character. Well, those aren't and those aren't gonna be you can you can look on the website to see if they're there. I did, it says you have them in store. No, we haven't received it. We haven't even got our truck that we were supposed to get like three weeks ago. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, well you call me the moment they come in. And then you would have like the groups of like kids that would come in together without their parents that would go in like try everything on just wreak fucking havoc all over the store your freshly Ugh. organized stuff that you just put back things that make you want to punch a fucking oh child oh my just... god it was it was chaotic but i think i think the worst was the the parents coming in and being like oh yeah why do you not why do you not have this costume for my boy my boy needs this costume well, you should have ordered it well before. Look somewhere This game's else. been out for a long time. Like, it was, like, exclusively to this whatever. But, like, those Fortnite kids. Like, you think the Fortnite kids are bad now. But the Fortnite kids, when they just came out, holy fucking shit. I wanted to beat them overhead with those fucking little rainbow unicorn axes that we had. That were, like, actual. Yep. I would guess they're made out of, they're not really styrofoam. The plastic. No, they were, like, the thicker styrofoam. Yeah. That, like, it was squishy, but it wasn't, like. Yeah, it's, like, crafting foam. In a sense, yeah, yeah. But, like, some of the stuff was cool, but other than that, you're just like, these motherfuckers. And the moment they came in the store, woo! So, luckily, I didn't have to work, because uh, it was, like, a requirement on the days. Like, every day the, the week before Halloween and the week of Halloween was, like, super, super, super strict. Everyone had to be at work. The hours were longer. Like, you had to be there because it was required because it's super busy season, right? And then um, I luckily was lucky enough to have moved during this time 
um, I moved, I moved away during this time and, um, I didn't have to ever work the actual Halloween week or I would say anywhere in October. I worked like maybe two days of October and then I moved. So I don't really know how that place is on those like actual on Halloween days or they're the, miserable. It, it probably is like insane, honestly, especially in a college town, right? Everyone trying to get their last minute costumes, everyone complaining, everyone wanting it, super busy, right? So then the last job I worked at before I became like this full time, right? The like where I was able to a hundred percent do that. Um, do you have like one last job that you did? Um, oh, you said you, you were talking about your HVAC. Yeah, job. that's the only one that you were I talking really... about your HVAC job before I. I finish on my last job yeah. before I started doing this. Yours was, um, you were talking about the tar and the HVAC. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yes. For, for a couple of years, I did HVAC. Um, and it's not that, it's not a bad career or anything like that. Please don't take, please don't take what I'm going to say wrong. But you are going to meet some fucking awful human beings. Like... The service industry is one thing, but like whenever you're working a job where the predominant nature of your job is to repair things slash replace we things. We're like a, a hate. you're actually doing like manual labor and you're, you know, repairing things and doing things like that. Then you have to add the service aspect into it. And when you add the service aspect, that's whenever things get really fucking complicated for no reason. Like... Since you were talking about, like, mansions and shit, like, I can vividly remember this one time. I worked in a 14,000 square foot mansion. Now, let me say that again. Most people think of square footage, and they think, like, oh, that's a couple thousand square feet. That's a big place. Have you ever stepped foot in a 14,000 square foot house? It is... It makes you feel just fucking small. Like, this was a three-story... Literally looked like an event center. Like they had, and you were you were working in like some rich neighborhoods. Oh, too. Like okay. You were working to give, in... to give everyone an idea without really telling too much. This specific place was in Westlake, Texas, and expensive. West, Westlake, Texas, is a very, 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 very wealthy part of kind of the DFW area. Yeah, and the only reason it exists is because there is a South Lake, Texas, and there is a North Lake, Texas. Westlake, Texas was founded by all the extreme rich people in South. Like, they made their own whole fucking town. Because they were just too rich to be with... They the, were too rich... To be with the poors! And that's what's so wild. It's not even poors. We're talking about upper middle class <laughs> Yeah, to them they're poor. Upper middle class versus the upper class. Yeah. So, they straight up moved out, made their whole fucking town. But this fucking house had a pool that was like an Olympic-sized pool, but not Olympic deep. Like, we're talking like a four-foot long or four-foot deep pool that was like a football field long. And you're just like, what is the yeah, fucking Yeah, I don't understand. That? I've noticed that with fancy houses, they have the like... Dumbest things. They have the really big rectangle pools instead of like the bean shape or like a, a An actual usable pool? Yeah, they just have like these... And, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's like. like in these small backyards too. Like they have these like really long rectangle pools. Yeah, it's like they're designed with like a hot tub. They're designed only in, in their for space. It's weird. like doing laps. No, it's so they don't get their hair and face and, and all. Well, their yeah, other yeah, stuff I know, I get that, I mean? but I'm saying like the only thing it's used for is like the one time a month that the person who owns it actually gets in it. It's so the Brindas can sip their wines without their it. hands. Without their hands touching the water or their hair getting wet yeah, or their face getting wet. whatever. Anyway. You know what I mean. Like, it was that, but, like, the reason why this one in particular stuck out to me is because I was there 
for nine fucking hours. Oof. Doing a one doing, at one at one client's house. It was a one. That's all I did that day, and I remember because like actually no, I take that back. It was not all I did that day because I forgot it was summer. Like. I was working, I was working 16 to 20 hour days sometimes. Yeah. It just depended because it's it was Texas and hot. But yeah, I was. But work- to be at nine hours at one client's house, oh and, you're my not, God. and you're not like installing something. Like, yeah, yeah that's all I, all I was doing was basic services and like just checkups of their systems, making sure all their shit worked. Yeah. And you don't really realize how much a 14,000 square foot house has in it until you're there for the full day. Like, not only was the house that size, they also had a guest house in the back that was like 3,000 square foot. So we're talking like the size of a modern big house in America. Yeah. And, and that's coming from like extreme, like an extremely poor, you know, not, I wouldn't say poverty, but poor households and trailer trash. Seeing these houses is, is like Baffling. insane. Yeah. And the worst part about it, the owners aren't even there. The person I dealt with was their financial manager. This guy, oh, that type of oh wait, no, sorry, not financial. He was their asset manager, or he, he his title was asset liaison, I believe. Okay. So just some fucking dumb title for basically all this dude did was watch over their expensive shit, and like I got to kick it with this dude all day because he kind of just kind of you know moseyed along because obviously he has he was a house manager in a sense. He has yeah. nothing else to fucking do, and we got to you know just shooting the shit, and he was like, yeah, so. We we talked about anything and everything under the sun. He's like, yeah, these people have millions of. Blah, 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 this, that, and the other. He's like, yeah, this is their house that they come to, like, three months out of the year, whenever they're not, you know, in a foreign country, or they're not on their private jet flying across to do business stuff. And I was just baffled. But the reason why that job specifically kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say broke me, but definitely made me kind of, like, bitter, in a sense, is because not only are you dealing with, like, extremely rich people, but you're also dealing with extremely house broke people i think that'd be the easiest way to put it people that don't want to spend money on something they have a mansion because they think it's fine they're like oh no no they have a mansion but they can't you know they can't afford the upkeep on it no it's not that they can't afford the upkeep it's that they they just straight don't they're like no it's fine it's fine yeah they they, they think they know more than you yeah when you're the technician a subject matter expert in this specific fucking field i'm there because you told me to come out here your ac isn't working because your system's from the 70s you need a new one well i'm not paying that much money then what do you want me to do i can repair it but i can only guarantee for about that's the thing that's the thing about rich people is they really think that they can get not i wouldn't say get a deal out of it but they think that one they know more than you and two that they can find it cheaper anywhere else and yeah, you're like and no this is the average actual I'll tell price you, i'll from- tell you the exact thing that i would do i'll tell them flat out sure you want the best price i yeah i'm not gonna be your guy flat out yeah i'm not and you're gonna get a system that's probably not gonna be working yeah and you're gonna you you can call that guy we, which in the industry we call him chuck in a truck yeah, who are just going to fix it. Fly-by-night guys that, yeah. you know, either don't have licenses or just have a contractor license and doing work they're not technically supposed to do because yeah. to do refrigeration, you have to have a fucking EPA license. And then, like I said, then that, if they replace it, then that's going to have to be replaced in the thing and it's more money. But the thing is, is like the, a lot they of They don't rich, want to hear that though. Yeah, a lot of rich people are- They just want the repair. Are, a lot of rich people are cheap and it's not, and they're not rich because they're cheap. They're just- they're rich because of what they do for a living or whatever their circumstances are. That's why they're rich. They're not rich because they're making cheap deals and getting better discounts. Yeah. They just act like pretentious assholes thinking that they know better 
or like I said, or they're like, no, 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 I can get it lower than that because yeah. everything else in their life, people, I can't, do I can't tell snap you the their hands times. and get it going, you know? So like one of the very typical things that will fail is a capacitor, right? Pretty standard part. You can get them online for four or five bucks a pop if you know what you're doing, but you also have to know how to install it. The thing about my job, I wasn't working for myself. I was working for a fucking company. I don't set prices. I didn't do any of that. And then you have the people complain about but you're like, you're literally a billionaire. You are a fucking billionaire. Like, what is wrong with you, you know? It's not even that. It's just people want... The biggest issue specifically, like, for that component is because, like, everyone can, like, look it up and they'll find it online and they see, why are you charging me $200 for this repair whenever I can find this part for... 20 bucks plus shipping. And I'm like, okay. Then I have to sit there and like walk them through like, you don't know what you're fucking doing. Yeah. If you install this wrong, you will break your shit. Well, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. And they'll come up with any fucking excuse under the sun to not buy the service, not buy the repair. And then you're just like, cool, I just spent so many hours at this house. I'm still going to get paid, but like... Yeah, it's like, I'm still making my your hourly. Your issue That's is not cool going to be all, but... And I think it's, I think it, like I said, I think it's just a rich people. Once you get in a certain tax bracket, I truly think it's like... You lose touch with reality. You lose touch with reality. You lose touch with how you treat human beings. And you think that like... like Everyone the, owes the, you something. Yes, and that's the difficult part of it. Yeah, um, specifically, like, and that the reason why that job, why it made me so bitter like that was because... I went into it thinking, hey, I'm going to be, you know, doing repairs and stuff like that, but not, hey, you're going to be doing this. Plus, you're also back in the service industry. Yeah, with you dealing have with to rich deal assholes. With, and not even necessarily the rich ones. I mean, just run-of-the-mill people. Well, yeah. And it doesn't matter because, like, I would have people, like, there were so many rules and stuff. So then you would have normal people and you would just think about it, like, these people would want you to do, like, the dumbest things or they'd have the dumbest rules. Like, I get it, it's your home, but... At the end of the day, I don't come in there with my shoes, like, dirty or anything. I have to wear shoe covers. I had to fucking wear gloves for everything. I had to make sure my entire work area was clean. I'd be going and crawling through your fucking attic and then making sure I dust myself off before I crawl out of your attic because I know I have to get onto your carpet or whatever. And just, like, the dumbest things that you have to do that you have to, like, take an account for that, like, I'm doing this because... I don't want my company to get a bad rep. I don't want get me to have a bad rep. I don't want anything to have, you know, bad news come back. Because all it takes is that one person to see one stupid thing, like a piece of insulation that fell out of their attic oh my God, onto their floor. And then they want to write a review and say, like, they were so dirty, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well. It's it, so obnoxious. Sorry, I'm usually the cleanest fucking person. I'm sorry I missed that one tiny piece of insulation on your carpet. I'll be more than happy to come pick it up. But no, instead of that, they don't want you to fix the problem. They just want to bitch about it. Yep. And that's 90% of the reason why I got out of that industry. Like, it was just not fun. Like, I mean, the money was great. Don't get me wrong. But you can only be paid so much money to deal with so much bullshit before, like, something's got to give. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I found out very quickly that the service industry is just not for me because I do not have the patience for it. And I don't have the... I don't have the ability anymore to necessarily hold my tongue in situations like that mm-hmm. because I just I just can't deal with assholes in this world anymore. So going back to the service industry, this is my last job. So the very last uh, thing that I worked before I was able to completely turn this job into a full-time career, make the money that I do, be able to support myself and my family, no problem, right? So... Whenever I moved, I moved to Houston, 
and that was like 13 hours away from home i knew nobody it will i'll have a whole we'll have a whole podcast episode on like that journey and like you know it changed it's changing my life and and different things like that so i moved moved to houston um didn't finish college was like i gotta i gotta do something different basically um like i said we'll go into more details on that um in a later episode and the job that I, I moved there and I got a job within like less than a month of moving there. Um, something that would just support me to where I could figure out what kind of my next step was, what I wanted to do. I was just kind of more happy of enjoying a place where I knew absolutely nobody. I No one knew who I was. It was a giant city. It was one of the biggest cities I've ever been to in my life. I never even been to Houston before. I literally just moved there and dealt with whatever came my way pretty much. Um, and I got a job at a famous swing place. I'm sure you guys will know what it is. Um, and I was a waitress. So it was the first time I was ever a server. Cause like I said earlier, I was a hostess for a little while back in my small dinky hometown restaurant. Um, and I went into the service industry again and I was a waitress, horrible uniforms, hated it, hated the little fucking grippy, grippy shoes. Oh yeah. Non-slips. Awful. The non-slips are, why are they so ugly? Why are they gotta be so ugly? They ain't as ugly now, but why are they gotta be so ugly? Yeah, I had some shitty oh ones that literally looked like I Converse. worked with, uh, I worked at a pretty busy place. Um, it was great for game days. It was awesome. I did, like I said, I love the environment of working at like a sports bar in a sense to where there was always, you knew there was going to be business because there was always games going on. Like there was always some sport going on. So there was always and in such a big city, there's always always, always people. And there was yeah. so many TVs. And the people I worked with were really funny. The environment was, like, really fun. The customers were fucking generic assholes at every restaurant. You know, you'd have either... NPCs. You'd have a table of eight guys that are there for bro days who are just, like, constantly hitting on you. And then you get more trips if you flirt with them and blah, 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 which was, like, no big deal. I was still doing, you know, my sex work and stuff on the side that was, like... You know, my other job that I was still doing after I'd come home from these doubles and whatever. And I met, like I said, I met some amazing people. There was some people that were really fun. There were some people that knew what I did on the side as extra. And they were like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I made friends in that for sure. There's people who were also in colleges at different places. But like I said, it was such a big city. That was the first time I've ever experienced, one, something that big. Two, that many people in general that, like, just had tons of different lives and did different things and like or like oh hey i'm working here because i have x y and z dreams that i'm going to or hey i'm doing this because i support i'm supporting my family and i go do this on the side it was really cool to like learn because like i said well the only thing i knew were like small town places you know like you didn't get to see this variety of people so you'd see people that were like yeah, normal, first time, yeah. first time as a small town person going to the big city in yeah sense. exactly and which was still kind of my environment because it's still kind of country in a sense. It was still, like I said, you still have mega football fans and hockey fans and basketball. And like, like I said, being in Houston, you have major sports teams too, which is yeah, like wonderful. you've got ones that are known around the world, yeah, which is which is crazy. Like a small town, and I also worked college. at a sports bar and grill that was like fairly popular. And oh my god, I, I, I still their food to this day is still like, oh, it's so good, and they really. Gave you, they also gave you like a free meal, which most restaurants didn't. Yeah. So like that was really nice. None of the ones I worked at would anymore. Um, you, it was one of the first places I ever had to work at where I had to memorize an entire menu. Memor- but menu like know every, yep. every ingredient, Everything every drink at the on, bar, yep. every like, it was insane. Like having to like make note cards at home to like study the information so that way I could pass the test and everything. 
And like I said, I made some great friends. I worked some great shifts. But like I said, you'd have the you'd have the douchebag guys who would come in, you know, the dads or whatever that would come in with their other dad friends and just say the most misogynistic bullshit ever while you're serving them their fucking beers while they're watching the game. They're having like their, they're their wet dream. Oh my God, yeah. Anymore. And then you'd have like the families, you'd have the Karens come in that are just so fucking rude. You'd have the, the high school kids that'd be after the, like their theater rehearsals or whatever and they'd like take up a whole section and they'd just be loud and obnoxious. Like you would have like tons of different people come in and I think that was like a fun environment for sure. Um... But that was that was really the the last place I worked, and the only reason I quit was not because like for me coming home with like a bill a night was like insane, and a bill means a hundred. Yeah, yeah. For people that don't know, if you haven't ever worked in the food industry or anything, if people say, "Oh, I made a bill," that means you made a hundred dollars in tips that night that you got to take home. And I was after lucky. And that's after the tip after, out, after tip out, and after tipping your pay, bus boys, your crews. If you work in a one like that, like luckily. For mine, it was just tip out the bartender, tip out your busser. That's it. Yeah, our, ours was also tip out the bartender and tip out the busters, which I did really well because then I, I'm not dumb. Like, I know how to play the game. And if you guys don't know, the game of it is if you tip your – you always tip the busboys out a shit ton. If you make money nope, that nope, day, you. if you make money that day, you tip out your busboys even, like, double than what you normally would only because – they work their asses off helping you, but then the next time you're on a shift, they're gonna prioritize you over everybody else because they know you're gonna get that money in. There's a and game. then your bartenders, they make your drinks faster, or they make them better, or they make them a heavier pour, you might, so you yeah. can get your your clients would have more fun in a sense of like, or they're like, oh my god, this is a great drink. Like it, you work within a system, and if you don't game. know that there is yeah. a game to it. So you, I'd come on with a bill and be like, oh my God, like I can pay my part of rents of like where I live. Cause I, I lived with other people at this time. People that I had no, I didn't know at all. Just these random people I lived with. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I, I can go ahead and pay my, you know, my yeah. share of the rent in like six days of, you know, one job. And I was really lear learning that like, okay, this is fun. Anyways, you would, I was making the money that I needed to on just solely my you know serving job and then i had my other job which was my camming and the like you know kind of sex work part of it too and then it got my sex work business got so big not i'm not saying like fucking giant or not, i'm not making millions of dollars but it got so big and busy that i was losing money by not responding to these people quick enough while i was at my job yeah. like it got to the point to where, like I said, looking at it financially, I was, and I worked nights too. Like, in a sense, I worked nights at these jobs all the way to like four in the morning till closing. So all these horny dudes and women that were wanting to like buy my stuff or view my content. This was before OnlyFans. This was before they had like a platform, a platform to kind of people can view it 24 seven. straight up Snapchat and Dropbox, baby. Yeah. And, and like, and, and then camming, like I said, in I wasn't able to cam because I was working Saturdays until four in the morning. And then by the time I get home, it's five and people are already kind of off, offline in a sense. So I was losing all this money because people were Snapchatting me being like, hey, I want to buy now because they're drunk and horny or they just want to spend the money right now. And then they've already nutted and they're done. And then I miss out on, a, you know, hundreds of dollars of a sale like that. So I got to where I was finally comfortable uh, to quit. So I quit um, the job at the wing place. And I was like, okay, well, this is it. And then I kind of just, ta-da, this is where we're at now, you know? Yeah. 
like that's this is where we're at and I'm able to and I've been doing that for almost four years now like constantly full-time for four years because I've been in this industry for eight years guys we talked about that at the very you know the very first episode but I've been fully able to support myself with no other job for four years now which is insane it's crazy going from like I said the three jobs at a time full-time college student barely keeping my head under water past due bills negative bank account not even knowing how you're going to eat at night to like being somewhat comfortable in this chaotic world you know like i'm not making hundreds of thousands and thousands of dollars like you like i'm not making you know an nba player's salary nothing like that but making a comfortable living to where i don't have to go be in that three job time frame anymore yeah you don't have to work nine to five and looking looking back on it i every day i wake up i'm like i am so lucky i am not working three jobs and in college as a full-time student doing this or i'm not dealing with i'm not thinking of my 10 year old self scrubbing those fucking tar tar walls and those rich people's toilets like i think about how far i've come as a person and the amount of skills that i have and have done to be able to get where i am today and this i am very lucky i am very very lucky and i know that and i don't take that for granted any day any day at all i am very lucky like there's still like i still work my ass off editing shooting doing promoting doing you know a job of a whole team that people have for themselves. Yeah, yeah, have I'm doing it for like for it. four different businesses. And yeah. that's, and like I said, adding this on as a hobby for fun is because also, she's a masochist, is such a, is another work thing itself. So I will say it was fun to be able to clock in and clock out and never have to like, take yeah, your job. You, can, you can be like, Oh, I, I, I've hung it up for the day. That was the thing I miss. That is one thing I do miss is being able to be like, Oh, my leave my job at the door. As you, as you guys know, if you guys are creators or entertainers or anybody who works online 24/7. like this, it's 24-7. Whether you see me in front of a camera, you see that I'm online, I'm tweeting, I'm Instagramming or what any of the socials or whatever, it doesn't stop. Because the moment you're not on camera, you're thinking about, okay, this day, this day, this day, this day, what am I going to do? You're thinking about the creative aspects on it. You're thinking about what to do how to do it when to do it you're thinking about you know just anything and everything it doesn't stop it doesn't it doesn't stop it is a 24 7 job i am not working when i'm sleeping and And even when i'm sleeping sometimes i'm dreaming about things i want to do you know and even even from like the the aspect of like not necessarily the star of the show but like supporting character i guess yeah my supporting actor supporting actor um yeah i mean like she's 100 percent right there's literally times when you'll just be sitting there thinking about something like, oh, hey, that'd look good on camera. Or like, hey, that's an idea for something. And like, it'll just... And you could be watching like somebody else, not even, not even, not even porn either. Yeah, you could just you be could... watching just normal stuff. Like, hey, I like the way that camera work looked. Oh, And like, that's how my that brain works time. because like, I do a lot of the, you know, camera angles and stuff. And like, I'll look at th- something and like... I'll see it on, like, even a commercial. Like, I just like Yeah, the you're way like, that, oh, that's really cool lighting they did. Or, yeah, oh, that's, or a, really that's a really cool good effect. Idea. And, like, hey, we can incorporate that in this way or that way. And then you start thinking about all this other stuff. And then there's that paired with the anytime you go somewhere, you're like, oh, that'd be a cool location. Or Yeah, even just for normal, yeah. not even, like I said, not even porn stuff. Even just, just for, like, normal brand. photography for, the, like, the, the fashion stuff yeah. aspect of it. And that, see, that that's what I think is the really, the really hard part is, I mean, a lot of you guys may not know this. If you're not subscribed, if you haven't ever seen any of our films or anything that we do, it, I'm not saying it's, like, porn company quality because they have, like, 4K cameras and a whole crew that does everything, but... 
uh, I take the time to edit everything together to make sure everything does look pretty, to make sure that there is a story of someone with you know, it. So it isn't, this stuff. isn't just like this amateur in the dark. This isn't a Snapchat video where you're using the flash from the Snapchat camera. Yeah, we, we do try to make it a set. And even if I'm doing Outfits, stuff by myself, like... Like I said, I like there to be a story. I like there everything to be well done. So this is your chance to go look at all of that. <laughs> my little, my little promo. shameless plug. My little promo for it. Um, but yeah, it, it is a, it's a job and a career. I'm not going to even say yeah, it's a job. Yeah, it's not even a job it, at this point. This is turned into a career and I am beyond excited to watch it keep going. Like I never, if you would have told me that 19 year old girl who was working three jobs not knowing what she was going to be doing next, thinking about moving to another city or like just trying to figure it out. If you would have told her that like four years later she would have signed with Playboy, I wouldn't have believed it. Right. Like, and that's, that's the other cool thing is like, not only have I created my own brand, my own personal identity in this vast, insane universe, but this industry that has hundreds of thousands of people who've been doing it forever, forever. I have been able to to have been signed with one of the most iconic brands of, of Playboy one of in, most in, recognizable the, in, sure. in the entire world. And I think that's that's such a... I dreamed of that as a kid growing up. Like, I truly did. Which is like, people would say, like, that's fucking weird. But it's like, no, I really did. I didn't think I was going to... I knew I was going to be some sort of entertainer. I didn't know it was going to be this. I knew it would have been fun to do that. But the one dream was always to work for Playboy. And I got to sign with them and then hopefully in the future we'll have a future like pictorial set out with them and a whole you know videography with some of the coolest people you know that I have the pleasure of even just being mutuals with on socials and I look forward to what this creates and brings I hope it continues to you know make people laugh and, and giggle and Come. Enjoy everything. <laughs> you know, come. come, I guess. You know what I mean. Like, I, I enjoy it, and it's very a nice atmosphere. Because, like I said, there is a lot of people who come to me with their kinks and fetishes. And kind of like, I'm kind of like people's therapists in a way without being their therapist. It's it's very weird in a, in a cool sense. But I never thought I would reach so many people or even be noticed by a brand so big. Like I said, I'm a small town bumpkin from literally a middle of nowhere town that didn't have much at all growing up and spent years of my life busting my ass just to, you know, like, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, think that's, I, I think that's really fucking cool, you yep. know? I mean, I, same thing with me. I mean, you, if you would have told me, like... You've been married to Playboy. If you would have, you would have told me, like, five years ago, hey, don't worry, dude, everything's going to work out fine, and uh, you're going to get paid money for people to look at you naked yeah i would have been like what and not in like a a, a bad sense either yeah. like yeah i mean like i honestly like if if you would have told me that i would have said you were crazy because there's like there's no way there's no way that someone is going to pay money to see me naked but yeah sure as shit <laughs> and I, I i just like i said i think about me at every job that we talked about today i think about you at every job we talk about today and just being like, wow, we're not, I, we're great, very grateful I'm not in that position anymore to where I'm not completely underwater, completely over and over my head, thinking I have no idea what I'm doing. But what I knew was 
I'm going to create something and create an identity and create a character, a persona, a, a person, um, and it would turn into what it is today. Like I said, you guys are sitting here with this very long episode. This is a longer than usual episode, but like I said, there's just so many details. We had so many little things and stories, and I know a lot of you guys can relate to it or even just get to know us a little more that like, oh no, I'm not just somebody who just picked up a camera and played with myself and got yeah, hundreds was, of thousands of people to watch. Yeah, it, it was, this is a fucking journey is the easiest way to put it. Cause like everyone thinks like specifically with the idea of, you know, once OnlyFans blew up because of, you know, the pandemic, everyone, and all thought, that it was shit, gonna be easy. everyone thought it was overnight success, easy money, which, Hey, for some people, sure. They got, they got. If they a had lucky, a following. Oh, yeah, if they had a following it or was easier they knew for the somebody who was already doing something, like, sure, that does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't. Or if they have a gimmick or whatever. But the majority of people in this industry, it's a long fucking journey. And it is not Eight years. overnight. <laughs> I saw, I celebrate on the October 1st. It's three years of just doing OnlyFans, specifically OnlyFans. But it's eight years in the industry. And like I said, I, if you would have told me at the beginning of it, I mean, I knew... It was a goal of mine, like I said, to sign with Playboy, to work for Playboy and get paid. I actually have like bank statements that say Playboy. Like that's fucking mind blowing. Even, you know, even if it's not a million dollars, just even being a part of it and knowing that everything that I've done along the way and making those choices of, okay, I'm making enough. Let me quit. Let me quit this job. Let me move on to something else. Or trusting myself enough to like I said, have faith that, the have character. That, have that and, faith in yourself. Yeah, and I, like I said, I can't wait to see how in, more insane it gets in, in a beautiful, good way. And how, you know, I'm not saying everything's good and it will talk in different episodes the more of like into details of shit. But um, I hope that you guys enjoyed, like I said, this longer than usual podcast episode. It is episode three, which is very exciting. We're like... In, into it uh, i'm very much looking forward to more topics uh y'all be sure to like let us know that because like i said we have a giant list and every day we go what do we feel like talking about today yeah and we add stuff to it all the time um i guess in closing uh what projects you got coming out lately i mean it, it is coming up with uh, october so we spooky have season is upon spooky us. season is upon us and if you guys know me like i said my three years on of is on the first of october which was like the best time i think for me to to start but um, everyone knows that I take the spooky seasons very seriously. So we do a lot of cosplays, a lot of costumes. Um, we'll do a lot of shit on my Twitch. Like we're going to have, it's going to be one of the busy, bigger years. And I feel like every year it gets better and better. And I try to outdo myself every single year. Yeah, last year, like I know biggest, I think one of the biggest ones was probably the Scream. Yeah, and that was like a whole little story in itself. Yeah. That was its. I mean, and like I said, people do that cosplay a lot. It's, I know, but it's I'm never about nothing like... new. But it, it, like I said, just the way it's done, the way it's produced, it's you know whatever. But like I said, I'm looking forward to the little things in between. Like I said, my Twitch, my Twitch stream stuff. That's brand new for me. This is the first year. I started in March, so this is the first year I get to have like a holiday season with the Twitch. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. Uh, like I said, all the new costumes that we're doing, all the new movies that we're producing, I'm excited for. Like, I'm truly, I love the holiday seasons. It gives me, it, it, not only is it, it's not easier on the sex workers in general, but it is very, 
it allows you to kind of fall into categories of the season to make it easier to produce the content, if that makes sense. Um, but other than that, yeah, this was a nice little podcast episode, but, uh, uh, what's our, what's our little secret passcode for today? What have you decided our, uh, passcode is? Yeah, right, we're talking about, about jobs. Some, yeah, yeah. we've been talking about jobs, I'm going to say the money bag. The money bag emoji? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, if you, if you made it to this far in the damn podcast. <laughs> this is, like I said, longer than usual episode. Good on you, because I don't even know how long this fucker's going to be after edit. Like, I don't know It's going to be a long, long process. We're talking about jobs. People are going to relate. They're yeah, going to be I like, mean, fuck that job. Fuck this job. Yeah. Like, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, definitely right. leave leave the money bag, and that'll be your, your little secret emoji. Our passcode of the week. Yeah, and, and, you know, and in closing, we do the same thing every time. Where can people find you Where you, you guys can find me on the instagram conway titty official you can find me on the twitters the tweeter machine at conway's club you can find my twitch links there too if you type in conwaytitty.com that has literally everything so just go to conwaytitty.com it'll take you to all of my stuff the spicy the twitch the instagrams the snapper chats ticker tots merch literally anything and everything so where can they find you sony uh well i mean for starters you can find me anywhere you can find her in most <laughs> cases mostly that's where i'm gonna be too and you know i'm pretty much attached to the hip uh but other than that it's gonna be at stony robbins on instagram or at stony robbins i think it's at stony robbins underscore on twitter something like that pretty uh, basic if, if you're viewing this wherever you're viewing there is a link to our ramblin accounts which is our beacons page yep. um and it links all the socials you can find stony and i's twitter at the very bottom of the beacons page but yeah the ramblin podcast has socials too instagram twitter you can find it everywhere uh, we're, well. we're on everything but uh yeah this is a nice little third episode i've been loving it it's been great nice chatting with you <laughs> also Fuckers, download the damn podcast. Yes, it like does. Like it and download. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, subscribe to the fucking YouTube. Like the video. It helps more than you think. It boosts our algorithm. It helps. It's, I promise it does. It's, and it's, it's free. It's wonderful. It's free 99. It doesn't cost you a fucking dime and it supports us a lot. So please do that. But other than that, I think that's a wrap on the jabs on a moosely Monday. Is what moosely. it's a mo Moosley Monday. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed whether you're, you know, driving a Taco Bell to get yourself a party pack and you're just like, these fucking idiots, ha ha ha, or you're sitting at your home watching this on the screen or on your phone. Wherever you are, I hope we're bringing you comfort. I hope we're bringing you entertainment. And I hope that we can continue to do that for you guys. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's about about all we got to give. Um, well, Admiral Asshole signing out. <laughs> I'm Conway Titty. See you guys later. <laughs>